What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me, as always, Matt, how are you, sir? It's back. The cadence is back. I thought we'd gotten rid of it. (laughs) I know. I switched it up. Switched it up on you. Yeah, things are good around here, man. Yeah, I can't complain. Spring is in the air. Yeah, it's getting really nice here, too. Yeah. Uh, So here we are. We're back with another episode. It seems like it's just this never-ending cycle of recording. It's it's kind of crazy. It's true. It's like the the guy pushing the boulder up the hill, you know? Yeah. yeah. We That's... put a new one out. We're all excited. And then it's just like, whoa, wait a minute. We need another one. The boulder's <laughs> back at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> we got to push it back up again. Yeah. That's well, okay. Here we are at episode 53. And our guest today is Andy McDonald. Andy Mack. Andy, Andy Mack. Mack. Super exciting. And we're going to talk all about the 1998 Powell Skateboards video entitled Magic. We're talking Powell Magic here. And I'm sure we'll dig into that title a little later when when Andy's with us. Now you said 98. I thought this was 99. You know, I was under the, you know, just because that seems to be a misconception that is online everywhere. Is that right? Okay. Yes. But the copyright, that's actually why I brought the hard copy down. It's copyright 1998. And then I was thinking I have a vivid memory of buying this video and it was before I moved to California and I moved to California December 98. So I had this purchased before I moved to California. 1998 it is then. Yep. So somehow 1999 got attached to this video. Once again, like Larry Ransom's video (laughs) collection is like the the last word on when these videos were released. Yeah. Skate TV, chronology. (laughs) I'm laying it down, dude. I'm laying it down. Yeah. But I was thinking too, well, actually, let's talk about it now. I remember buying this. This might be the last true blue skate video i bought after that i lived in california i wasn't buying as many videos because when you're trying to to make it <laughs> in the big city you're yeah. not you're not dropping 30 dollars on vhs tapes anymore and then uh they started uh just being given to me for free at one point but later on when like dvds came around i was really in the dvds i think i've talked about i was like this is the pinnacle of technology this will never be topped it's um, true yeah, so I yep. bought a lot of Nailed DVDs, it. but I remember buying this before I moved to California, and uh, I have a vivid memory. There's a skate shop in my local mall, and then at Christmas, he... Is this when you were still in Lockport? Yeah, I was still were... in Lockport. There was okay. a shop in our local Lockport mall, and then one Christmas, so it had to be, I don't know, at some point, he was getting ready to... Uh, so he bought, rented a kiosk at the the larger two-floor mall in Buffalo. And I just happened to be cruising through and I was like, Whoa, you guys are, he's like, yeah, we're just doing a thing for Christmas. And he had magic in the little glass cabinet. And I was like, Whoa, another new Powell video. I was like, let me get that. And I remember just buying it at this like two month long little skate shop kiosk in the, in the Galleria mall. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so Man, yeah, crazy. And also I noticed, so I got this out. So check this out for the the viewers at home. The the cover is like printed backwards. Like, you know how like the the flap at the top will like tuck into the back? Mm -hmm. But they have the front cover is printed on the back and the back is on the front. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
that's something I just noticed. And before watching this video for this episode, I feel like I may have only watched this video one or two times. Yeah. After buying it, it was yeah. like completely pretty much foreign to me. But yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I forgot that um what Pat Chinita was in yeah. this video. Yeah, there's some new faces here that we haven't yeah. seen in previous videos. He's he rips too. I mean, we'll get into it, but man. Yeah. Forgot how good that that dude was. Definitely. A lot of the same dudes though from um Strip Mall Heroes mm-hmm. kind of coming mm-hmm. back around. Absent is Chris Borst. Yeah, he's gone again. He just came back. He he had to he had to pinch hit. Yeah. Who else is new here? We've got uh Moses. Uh Moses is in here and then yeah, uh, Javier. Javier uh, yeah, Javier, yeah. Yeah. And uh there's some AMs in here too that we'll talk about when we after we yeah. pop in the tape or whatever. But before we get too deep on magic, I did have some other quick hot topics to uh hit everybody with. Matt, you grabbed aboard the Lance Mountain uh Grimple, the Grimple stick. sticks. The, yeah, uh, skate shop day like exclusive. I was not planning on getting one. I was not planning on doing anything. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I, I I try to get out and support the the local shop around here mm-hmm. when whenever I can. But you know, I have so much stuff, and I just didn't need anything. And and then I got a text from my friend Andy. And he goes, yo, man, I just left Infinity, which is the, the local shop. Mm-hmm. And he's got two of the Lance Mountain Skate Shop Day. Because they did like the Skate Shop Day one. This is the Lance Mountain. I don't know. Just for those of you who don't know, it's like His... the Lance Mountain Doughboy. Mm-hmm. But it has like that Grimple Sticks Mad Ball character, yeah. character guy on it. Bouncing across the board. Yeah. Super cool shape, too. And... um. And uh, anyway, he goes, yeah, we, there's two of them left up there. So they did the Skate Shop Day exclusive one, and then they did another run of just regular ones. Oh, okay, okay. So they had two of the, and I got like number 476 of 600 or something. Okay, okay. Um, but he's like, yeah, there's two left, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I'm literally like sitting in my sweatpants playing like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I just got it, and I just drove up there and bought it. And it was cool because I ran into my friend Todd, who works for NHS. He's a sales rep for NHS. He's he was up there. Nice. And, um, so we chatted for a while, and uh, but yeah, I grabbed one, and I'm glad I did. It was it's cool. They, they I think they all sold out real quick everywhere. And uh, that's yeah. awesome. You gonna set that one up, or is that a display? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna set that up. No, mm-hmm. no. Let's go. I'll in hang on. Shred shed. It's already there. Nice. It's already there. Now, by the way, did you see the video? that Frank Gerwer and Lance Mountain did for that Grimple Sticks board. Did you see that? Yeah, with the, the phone. With the phones. As well. Yeah, that's... Oh, it's funny. hilarious, dude. Yeah. When when Lance is doing the follow <laughs> footage and he's holding... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys uh, go go watch that video. Go find it. I think it's on the... Uh, it's probably on the Deluxe YouTube deluxe channel. Deluxe YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this two-minute long video and it's hilarious. <laughs> and Lance is in it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is funny. Yeah. So yeah, I, I snagged good. one of those and I, uh, they gave me, got a free t shirt and oh, well, yeah, nice. skate shop day, man. You got to, you got to, you got to support your local shop. I mean, you know, even if you don't need anything, go out there and get some. Definitely. 
Also, have you seen this? Uh, I think it's been out a week or so. The uh, this Pear Wellander kind of I don't know when you call it a mini documentary or a little retrospective yeah, like video interview. Yeah, yeah. So this was made cool. by uh, Daniel Manson. Uh, he's trying to do like a hundred interviews in this year, I think, twenty twenty four. So I subscribed to him on on uh, YouTube, and one day, just boom, this Pear Wellander video pops up and I thought it was really cool. I don't, you don't see a lot of, uh, I don't know, retrospective kind of like pair Wellander, you know, yeah, yeah, interviews or stuff yeah. like that. So that was cool to see, you know, they he, talked he's about, he's got it. a rich history in skateboarding that goes way beyond. I mean, as, as you, most people know, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has a lot of uh, skin in this game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they talk about, you know, freestyle and kind of street taking over. They talk about back to the future they talk about, you know, starting Birdhouse and Blitz Distribution. And yeah, it's about a half hour. It's really good. I liked it. Yeah. And the, my favorite thing, of course, was he shows, you know, he's kind of like going through some old newspaper clippings and photos and stuff. And all of a sudden he pull, he's like, oh, this is a cool photo. And he puts up this photo and it's him during filming for Future Primitive on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Five Man's yeah. Chinese Theater. And I was just like, whoa, that is cool to see. Yep. So I was psyched on that. I love his part in Future Primitive. Oh, dude, I love it too. It's, it's so, so unique. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It was really maybe one of the first parts that was ever like a modern day street skating is is all, a, a, you know, flat ground tricks anywhere, all adapted mm-hmm. and freestyle. And yeah. So so modern day street skating kind of took such a big cue from Ronnie Mullen tricks and stuff like that down the road. Mm-hmm. But this was really like an early adaptation of like freestyle in street yes. in a way that you hadn't really seen yet. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a really a, way ahead of its time part. If For you think sure. About it, yeah. Because you, know? you think about like an Andy Anderson type fellow who's right. kind of combining it, all example. that stuff. Yeah. 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 And Para was, you know, out ahead of that. Yeah. Like he did that in 1985. Yeah. 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 And I had uh, one more thing. Our friend of the show, Jay Croft, who was on our uh, Suburban Diners. Wait, was he on Scenic Drive or Suburban Diners? I can't remember. Oh, Scenic Drive he was on. My bad. But anyway, he's got a new skate rock radio show that I wanted to tell everyone about. It's uh, You can check it out on SoundCloud. And it's actually on the airwaves. Uh, the Summit FM out of Akron, Ohio. That's where Jay is from. But you can listen to it like on demand on soundcloud so just search for the summit fm on soundcloud and he's got the first episode up uh right now you can go check that out and uh i listened to a a little bit of it today while i was working and was having a good old time driving the truck nice awesome yeah should we talk about that mike v board that's coming out too oh yeah sure yeah i just saw this you know it was funny you're talking about you went to uh you know, skate shop day a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And a little while ago, I was just like, you know what? A board popped in my head. I almost pulled the trigger on a board, but I went to an online shop to see if they had this board. And right on their main page was like, pre-order this new Mike Valley, you know, his classic elephant board. But instead of the, like the jungle leaf Tribal background. Kind of, yeah, background. Yeah, it's like camouflage, like the classic kind of woodland Vietnam era camouflage yeah, kind of like the um the general issue yeah exactly like that and i think they right. did an alan gelfand at one point yeah with a camo background 
But yeah, I just thought it was look. It looked interesting, and it was kind of like a new take on that board. You know, they yeah, there were yeah, there were some rumors going around that uh, there might not be any new Mike V boards coming out from Powell for a little bit, and uh, apparently that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, new one just uh, up for pre order. I'm sure it'll get uh, passed around social media. I'm sure you'll see an image of it real soon come across one of your feeds. Yeah, I thought it was cool too. Yeah, but uh, that was it. Dude, Andy Mack. Andy Mack. Let's talk about Andy Mack real quick. Okay. What can you say, dude? Absolute legend. Definitely. How many many X Games medals? 20-something, right? I don't know how many, but I just know him as the man that has the most X Games medals out of everybody. Yeah. First place, gold, silvers, doubles. Tony Hawk and Andy Mack, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a thing. Classic stuff. You might not know it, but that is that was a big deal. Yeah. And I met Andy way back in, I'm going to say, gosh, 1990, maybe. I'm going to have to discuss this when he gets on the call at Woodward Skate Camp. And I think he might have just been a camper. No, really? Yeah. So That's I guess cool. we would have both been like 16. And because he and I are the same same age, I believe. Okay. And, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about that here in a minute. How many uh, X Games medals do you have? I have I have zero. Oh, you don't have any. Okay. No, I don't know. He's got a few more than I do. <laughs> what man. Amazing though, dude. Andy Mack's gonna be on. I mean, yes. that's pretty sick. Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Sick. Well, why don't we just uh Let's invite see. him on right now? Let's get him on. All right, ladies and it. gentlemen, please welcome Andy McDonald. <laughs> All right, Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're excited to uh, dig into the magic video with you today. And uh, but before that, we wanted we we had some questions. And one th- actually, let me start here. So I think we met a long time ago. You probably don't remember at Woodward Skate Camp. And I'm gonna guess 1990, maybe. Were you a camper or an employee? I was. I wasn't sure what you were doing I, there. I never could afford to go to Woodward as a as a uh, as a camper. Um, my first year was in 1989. Okay. As, as a um, like junior instructor. Okay. Um, when I was a junior in high school, they let me come and and be a counselor instructor. Mm-hmm. And I've been there every single summer since. So this summer wow. will be my 33rd summer. That's amazing. Uh, Save, that's save crazy. The summer we all missed with the pandemic, but yeah, I, I, that's that's my second home. That's like I, I go at, at least for at least a week. Usually, you know, I used to spend fourteen weeks at, at Woodward. I'd go two weeks before camp started and help build ramps and paint stuff and get stuff ready, and then I'd be there for all tw- twelve weeks of camp. So definitely, Woodward's. Uh, I I know a lot of people, uh, and I know I've met a lot of people through Woodward Camp. So did did I meet you when you were a camper? Yes, I actually went the first three years. So I went 89, 90, and 91. And the only reason I ended up going is because my sister was a gymnast and she had been going there for like 10 years already yeah. at that point. And I always yeah. used to take the ride down, you know, because we were in uh, New York. So we'd yeah. ride down, we'd drop off my sister, and then I'd go back, you know, they already had BMX. So I'd see, you know, they had like a track and maybe yeah. a quarter pipe. There wasn't too much. And then one year, you know, you get the the kind of sign up pack would show up in the mail. And then it was like a brochure, like we now have skateboarding or whatever. And I, my yeah. parents were kind of like, well, I guess we can't say no, because his sister's <laughs> already been going for 10 years. 
Yeah. No, plus, you that, get to kill that, two birds with one the, stone. For the life of of camp, up until just to uh, last summer, um, that was the magic of camp was that there was there was the majority of of uh, the gymnastics side of camp was girls, and the majority of the action sports side of camp was boys, and it was just like camp hormone. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why it worked. That was the magic of camp. It was just like you'd skate all day and then flirt with girls all night and. and whatever that's what that's that's what woodward i mean that's what made the magic of woodward and and uh there's so many people that met their future spouses through camp mm. uh, my myself included my I, I met my wife originally in high school but then years later after uh i moved to california to chase this dream of being a pro skateboarder mm -hmm. um she ended up getting a job at woodward and we fell in love again and we're, oh, we're crazy Part That's of the amazing. Woodward crew that uh, ended up getting married through meeting at Woodward. So, did you ever work the Woodward out in Tehachapi too, or just no? By the time Tehachapi came along, I was I was already pro, so I, I would go to all the Woodward um, locations as a visiting pro. But I I only worked as an instructor uh, from the year I I met you, Larry, like mm -hmm. you know, like eighty nine, ninety uh, up until ninety four when I was when I turned pro, and then. Uh, I would just go as a visiting pro every year after that. Well, I told my buddy Brian, who I work with, who was a guest on one of our shows previously, the singer for Shadows Fall. He's from up in your neck of the woods. And he's like, I was like, oh, yeah, we're having Andy Andy Max going to be on. He's like, oh, I used to see that guy at ZTs all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and he was like, oh, yeah, he'd be, he'd be padded up and like just crucifying this vert ramp and everyone's just standing there just kind of looking at it going, oh, <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> That was, that was the, the the first like legit indoor park in in the New England area um, mm -hmm. and it was an hour an hour ride by train from my house um, but I was so psyched it was it was right around the corner from the Cambridge Bowl which was like a municipal public swimming pool it was 13 foot deep and where we would we, we used to go skate that pool all the time anyways that's where I did my first backside grind ever in my life and then nice. Maximus opened up right around the corner from that and it was in the hood, but it was it was indoors, and in the wintertime, that was the only place. Yeah, sure. was that a, was that an actual vert ramp? It was probably nine foot, nine and a half foot. You know, like okay, it was it was nine. It was probably nine foot transitions with a half a foot of vert. Like it was okay. And, and, huh. then, and then when you're standing on the deck, you could you could reach your hand up and touch the rafters, like just like oh, wow. hang your hand on the rafters. So there was no blasting huge airs. It was a small <laughs> ramp. And, and even smaller lower ceilings but um it's what we had so you know yeah otherwise otherwise i was riding my 10 speed bike through the snow and slush to shovel off the ver ramp at my friend's house mm -hmm. and ride by myself so <laughs> yeah i heard you telling that story i think on the nine club and uh was it was that a wood ramp because you were saying you were you'd like the bottom the flat bottom of kerosene and yeah yeah dry it off it was plywood, so you had to you had to find a way to dry it once once you got the snow and ice off of it. Yeah, uh, and then we'd and then we'd have galoshes, big pair of like rubber boots that you could just put your skate shoes in when you're when your board shot off into the snow, and you could wait out <laughs> into the snow and get your board, and then come back and we'd run an extension cord out to the ramp with a hair dryer so you could dry your grip tape and warm your hands up before you took another run. That's so wow. great. And then oh, we had so to walk nice. to school with hot potatoes in our hand, uphill both ways. Yeah. And we liked it. Well, I'm from the Midwest, so I understand. 
you know whereabouts the st louis oh right on yeah but you know um, it was the same thing no parks you know anything you if you wanted to skate in the winter you really had to figure out a way to make it happen i mean my basement became a skate park basically we had a big concrete basement that was unfinished and we put a little two foot mini ramp down there and little pvc sliders and nice we skate my basement whatever Whatever yeah. you whatever you have to do to make it happen. I, I used to spend the summers in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So I have some connection to the Midwest routes too. We used to drive over and skate the turf in Milwaukee. And then oh, I did nice. all the all the NSA contests. Um I did like the central, you know, district and central region. So where was it? Rockford, Illinois, and then um rotation station and then uh Springfield, Missouri was where Oh, okay. Yeah. Were. Yeah, yeah. I forget the name. Was of that, that park. park in Springfield built then? that big outdoor one is that what you're talking about no it was before that it was an indoor park oh okay i'm old dude uh, this we're talking <laughs> like um 1990 am regional okay. 1991 i made the finals in 91 92 93 okay and, and as it as it was back then like if you made the finals you were pro the next year so right uh, I won, I won in 93 uh and the finals were at the encinita skate park in california which funny how life works i live like two stop signs from now my house is on the same street as that skate park is oh that's cool so, so how'd you how'd you end up getting hooked up with powell when you were out there i have mike valley to thank for that oh all right yeah it was um i was i went pro for human skateboards and um in 94 and by 97 was looking because human wasn't going anywhere and mm-hmm. I was talking with Chris Miller uh, about Planet Earth, and I had an offer from him, and uh, I got a call from Mike Valley, and he said, "Come up and have you know, come up and meet George." And so I drove up to Santa Barbara, and that was really like it was it was a super honor to have an offer from Chris Miller because he was, I mean, he's the reason I wear a yellow helmet. Like he's, okay. he's looked up to him. He's the he's the pro skater that picked me up the first time I went to California. Okay to California in my senior year of high school for spring break and Chris Miller picked me up in his Volkswagen van and I ended yeah. ended up staying at, at his house for the first weekend and babysitting Zach Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so like tons of respect for Chris Miller and and oh that'd be so cool to ride for Chris and ride for Planet Earth. And then I went to Santa Barbara and met George Powell and got a tour of like this is where we craft you know, Pal Peralta. This is yeah. this is like the building. This is where you know when I first came to California, the skate zone was still there. There, mm-hmm. there, um, Pal Peralta skate park and stuff. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the tour, George had you know kind of like I was spent like an hour with George, and he'd kind of gotten that I had grown up with like oh yeah, watching Animal Chin and the Bones Brigade or whatever. Yeah, yeah. we came back up into the office to sit in his office and talk. And somebody came walking in with like, oh, hey, George, you had asked for this for Andy. And he and he gave me a yellow, have you seen him, animal chin shirt. Oh, and wow. That, that was still hot from like, they had just, they had just, <laughs> just screened, screened it. it. Yeah. Just, oh, like, that's cool, man. Still warm. And I was just like, oh, man. So like on a handshake, it was like, I ride for you now. So yeah, I would imagine you're, you know, I mean, we're the same age. So I'm guessing, you know, I, Powell Pearlton in the eighties has got to be huge for you. So you're probably just like tripping out that. Like, yeah, Whoa, that was, I'm that was I mean, I, the, the very first sponsor me video I'd ever sent was to Powell Peralta. You know, mm. that was uh, the dream come true for sure. For like, I I'm, I'm a member of the bones brigade. I ride for the bones brigade, you know? And, and at the time, like 
it was it was Powell because George and, and uh, Stacy had left, but you know, I ride for Powell and then for a short time there became Brigade. It was just Brigade skateboards. Yeah, I wanted to ask, is that, does that line up with Magic? Is that, was it Brigade around that time? Cause that was a real yeah, short was, thing. Yeah, it was a real short thing. It was Powell and then we tried Brigade, I think after Magic going into the next video there, but it pretty quickly reverted back to Powell. Mm -hmm. Cause, cause I remember it, like it, a few I looked at like I have Brigade. all my boards, all my pro boards and the first like three are Powell, you know, have the Powell logo on them and stuff. And then there's two that have a brigade logo mm -hmm. and no Powell logo. And it was just like a double B bones brigade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it goes back to Powell. I had Powell logos. Again. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, before wow. we started the Animac brand and the positive brand and all that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask about your first Powell graphic, the, smash tv with the skateboard coming out i when i when that came out and i saw that i was like this dude's on my wavelength because i was such a fan of the videos and you know that classic scene from the first video how'd you come yeah. up with the idea to make that your graphic it was a little bit uh influenced by that the that scene in in uh, the bones brigade video where stacy pulls a, a tv you know a skateboard out of the tv yeah and then also at the time and I, to this day i'm still just not a fan of television Okay. Um, and it was just like kind of a nod to the conundrum in as a pro skateboarder, you know, I turned pro the year before the X Games became a thing. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately that's how I I established myself as as a pro skateboarder. Like it wasn't yeah, yeah I ride for Powell, but really that was that was the only like one of the few core, you know, core in quote sponsors that I had mm -hmm. um because I was able to kind of be a i don't know uh what you call it like i was one of the first skaters to embrace non-endemic sponsorship right right so i, I was yeah. the first i was the first skater to have a drink sponsor mm. uh, in the u.s before before you could get red bull before that was the thing you couldn't even get it in the states i rode for sobe mm -hmm. which was a yeah. juice brand out of connecticut yeah and it took me three years to convince them but eventually they're like okay yeah you ride for sobe <laughs> Um, and when I showed up at the first contest in like 1999 with a Sobe sticker on my helmet, I got so much hell for it because people were like, you sell out, blah, blah. And I was just like, That's I get thirsty. I drink juice. Like I'm already yeah. drinking. And yeah. then flash forward, you know, 10 years. And who are you if you don't have an energy drink sponsor, you know? So, yeah. You know, but that, that was, you know, like a lot of people knew probably arguably more people knew me through the X games and watching me on television than they did through core skateboard publications, magazines mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So that that first graphic was kind of a nod to that. Like it was, you could see it as like the skateboard smashing the television. Like I don't like TV or you could see it as like the skateboards. And as the graphic was ultimately drawn it was like the skateboards exploding out of the television. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of both for me. Okay. That's cool. Good answer. Yeah, have they reissued that? I think they. I think they should put that out again. I love. Yeah, that no, people like my Instagram almost daily is like, "When's Powell going to give you a model? When's he going to reissue this?" Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. They've put out some kind of oddball ones recently. You know, I mean, not that yours would be an oddball one, but like some ones from that era are kind of yeah. getting put back out. That yep. you know, definitely are not quite as well known as the. Uh, flaming dagger and the screaming hawk skull and stuff so yeah uh, you yeah. know it might happen i could see it you never know yeah so what would you say then on that subject 
what would be your favorite Powell graphic of all time? Like what? Of yeah. mine or of all? No, graphics? just in general. Oh, like if you geez. had to pick a Powell graphic. I love, I love this question, by the way. I, I <laughs> ask it every chance I get. Matt's a board collector, so he loves to yeah. get into it. Uh, uh, like okay. when you were like when you were young, like when you were looking yeah. through the, the back of the magazine, like I guess it would probably just be uh the first the first like it would have been it would have been my first power board. It would be uh of the Lance Mountain Okay. What does it call it? Caveman. Yeah. Lance Mountain Caveman graphic. I had it in it the original was like black, black and white graphic. Uh I like the shape of his board. But mostly, you know, as people of my generation know, like you bought your board because you liked the skater whose name was on it. Exactly. Although I had already tried to get a Hawk board and a Hasoi board, they both got back ordered because you just couldn't get them. They were so popular. Yeah. Uh, but I walked into Beacon Hill Skate Shop in, in Boston, Massachusetts, having saved up my money for all year doing paper route to go get my first like complete Real board. board. Because up to that point, I like for Christmas, I got like a Veriflex, you know, department store board. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I got like, I was riding like a hand-me-down Madrid board or something. And then I walked in and bought, like, I want that one. Picked it off the wall. Like, I want the Lance Mountain with tracker trucks and <laughs> green Alvo Rock wheels. There you go. Perfect. That's Larry's favorite too, I think, right? Well, the Future Primitive, the Caveman yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. I had so many of those. I rode that. It felt like 10 years I was riding that board. I had like <laughs> six or seven of them probably. Yeah. I wish I wish I still had. I just had the one. And then being from New England, after after it got worn down enough that I got a new board, I turned the board around and strapped um sneakers to the top of it. Oh, I so they were like snowboards and I <laughs> snowboard down the we did the same like, thing. Yeah. I did that on board. You go, yeah. you go yeah. snowboarding and and then and then your board gets all delaminated. Yes. Mm -hmm. I did that on boards that I never thought in a million years would be worth like thousands of dollars 30 years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I turned a Jason Jesse like shark tail blue dip <laughs> into like a snowboard and ruined it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we had fun doing it, you know? That's yeah. I, it's all good. I, I I have like board collection wise, I have two boards that George Powell gave me. One of them's the the original um Quicksilver, the the yes, yep, nice. Um, and other than that, like I don't collect board. I I have one of all my my graphic boards, but uh, all the other ones I get, I'm, I'm these skateboards are for riding. I I ride them. Yeah. So, what is your current relationship with Skate One? I don't. I wasn't sure how you kind of fall in with the company. Yeah. So um, around 2000, so I wrote for Powell. It became Brigade. It went back to Powell. Up until about 2003, um, I was on Powell and had a graphic. And then I had been riding for Airwalk and Airwalk wanted to do like an Andy Mack shoe line. Mm -hmm. um, Airwalk had just gotten bought by the company that owns Payless Shoes. Yep. Um, and I was like, I want to do this thing. And they were like, yeah, but we don't really want you to ride for Powell while you do it. And again, mm. this was just like a wow ahead of my time type thing because nowadays people are like yeah sure whatever yeah um, but it was just around the there was still like a lot of in the industry there was still a lot of like george was still making boards in santa barbara exclusively yeah so so his mini logo boards that were the cheapest boards that he he could make were still were, were literally costing him a dollar every time he made one 
and sold it. I was like, you might as well shrink wrap a dollar to every one of these because that, that's, you you know, you could, you couldn't, uh, as the economy, as, as the economics worked by that time, um, by the early two thousands, you had to make boards in China. You just had to in, mm -hmm. in order for, and long story short, we started Andy Mac skateboards. Okay. And, and that was the catalyst to moving George's facility. He basically built his his whole shop in Santa Barbara and then shifted to China. And some of the first boards that got made were the Andy Mac boards mm -hmm. in China because it was it was literally cheaper to buy veneers in Canada, like hard rock maple in Canada, ship it to China, make a skateboard, ship it back to California wow. and sell it than it was to, you know. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was like, and then it, the, the whole concept behind having my own brand and having, you know, like was, I was, I was more known in what you would call the mainstream, you know, skateboarding through, you know, battling with Tony at the X games for the first few years. Like he won the first year. I won the second year. He won the third year. I won the fourth year, but now we're doing doubles together and yeah. won doubles together for six years. So that's how people knew me and a lot of younger skaters knew me. Uh, and at the time, like if you didn't know to go to a skate shop, you just went and got a, a board from Walmart or, you know, like a department store and it was a fake skateboard. It was, it literally wouldn't turn when you needed it to turn. And they, there was like PVC wheels instead of urethane wheels, like these really cheap, like they looked like skateboards, but they weren't skateboards. And I would see kids at the park riding these boards. And I'm like, that's not a skateboard. Like you're not going to have a good first experience skateboarding. If you go to the park and learn to drop in on the two foot ramp and it doesn't roll you across the flat bottom to get to the other side. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I said to George, like, I want the Andy Mac brand to be a beginner complete. That is every much of real skateboard as I need for skating. You know, like it's going to be my street shape and I'm going to ride it in street contests. And if it's good enough for me, to ride in a street contest and jump downstairs and do all the stuff I'm doing in, in street skating, then it's good enough for little Joey who just got a board for Christmas. And, you know, but it has to be at a, you know, a competitive price point. Mm -hmm. um, so as part of that, it was like, we got to make them in China. And at the time I was big into developing a, an adult pogo stick that I gave the name the fly bar <laughs> <laughs> and it was super fun, um, which I got a lot of shit for which is funny because just recently Jaws has been all into pogo sticking. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Supercharged pogo sticks. You can you can bounce like six feet on them and guys learn like backflips on pogo sticks and stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. But through, through that relationship, I met the guys that um, had a relationship with Amazon and we were selling mm -hmm. the pogo stick in Amazon. And I said, George, like this is, you know, the way it's going, like people are going like to start selling skateboards on Amazon. Early um, Amazon action there. Yeah. So, so um, that was the beginning of a 14 year relationship I had with Amazon where wow. I convinced George like, Hey, let's sell Andy Mac boards on Amazon. And mine were the first skateboards to be sold on Amazon. Is that right? And then, and then skate one and all their brands soon followed. And then everybody else followed soon mm -hmm. after that. And then flash forward like seven, eight years, and you were still finding skateboards on Amazon next to fishing gear and baseball bats and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so finally I was like, hey, 
hire me to to build out your action sports page like you need your own action sports site within your site and so for a few years i rode for amazon and had an amazon sticker on my wow oh that's amazing and help them like hey when you do a search for skateboard you shouldn't come up with fishing rods and right it's like this should be skateboards snowboards you know bmx bikes and that's it Mm -hmm. Um, so i helped them with that um but yeah that was that was the uh, the catalyst was starting the Andy Mac brand, which eventually... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Actually became positive skateboards and, and mm-hmm. we brought um, Sandra Diaz and Fabrizio Santos and Rondi Jones aboard and did positive. Um, and to this day, you can still get my positive board on Amazon. So oh, that's cool. So I'm, so I'm technically a still, still a professional skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Speaking of like, crappy department store boards. I, I might've told this story before, but one time I went into a Target or something and there was a, a knockoff Mike Vallely barnyard that oh, was wow. in this complete. And it was on like an old school shape. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, it was 20 bucks or something. I'm like, I've never, I had never seen anything like that before. I was like, that's the Mike V. But instead of, it said sports on the- Instead the, of like world the, industries? Yeah, yeah, it just said sports. <laughs> and so- um. I, I had never seen a, a knockoff before and I was blown away that I was looking at this. Cause you, you know, you were used to seeing Veriflexes and Nashes and that stuff in there, but I'd never yeah. seen just a straight up bootleg of a brand yeah. that I knew. So I bought it and I took it home. This is no shit. I was like, I'm going to just pop an Ollie on this thing just to, just to do it. And the trucks shattered <laughs> like they were hollow. They shattered yeah. like glass. Wow. Yeah. They just exploded. And I was like, that is insane. I, yeah, that was, like, I mean, really, there was some, there was some stuff, you know, in the early 2000s where it was just like, this is ridiculous. Like it, there, you could, you could go to, I mean, and they were cheap as hell. Like you could, for 20 bucks, you could get a complete skateboard and it looked just like a skateboard, but it was not in any way, yeah. shape or form a skateboard. A skateboard doesn't have plastic trucks and PVC wheels and, right. you know, five layers of hard rock maple that are barely glued together. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I spent months just take going going to this one set of stairs by my house and alling trying when we were developing the trucks for the Andy Mac board, um, which be, eventually became the the mini logo truck that mm-hmm. out today, and just trying to bend them, just jumping down ten stairs over and over and over, and just trying to bend them. And I'm like, I weigh 160 pounds, and I'm and if I can, if I can jump down these stairs over and over and not bend the trucks, not break the board, then this is legit board to sell to kids for their first board, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't the best trucks. It wasn't the best bearings, but little Joey doesn't need, you know, they're Swiss not going to shatter. You know? Yeah. He doesn't need Swiss <laughs> bearings like yeah. that, that it roll forever or like, you know, the eight, a hundred dollar bearings. He just needs them to roll and get him to the other side. Like he has to have a good experience riding his first skateboard. And then when he gets better, he can upgrade to the Swiss bearings and whatever. hundred percent. Yeah. I have some mini logo trucks and I got to tell you, they're like probably my one of my favorite pairs of trucks I've ever owned. Yeah. I love them. Nice. Like they're legit, dude. 
All right, let's jump into magic here. So I got some credits. Uh, let's see. So magic was released on VHS in 1998, and it is titled uh, Bones Brigade Video 16, has a runtime of 32 minutes, and magic was conceived by the Bones Brigade and features the Bones Brigade pros, Steve Caballero, Pat Chinita, John Comer, Jason Ellis, Moses Zaconin, Andy McDonald, Javier Sarriento, Danny Wainwright, and Giorgio Zatoni. And the amateurs are Joe Hutchinson, Rodney Jones, and Gianni Zatoni. was filmed by P-Stone, Winco, and Dag Yang Vesson. Is that the right way to pronounce his name? Dog. We just call him Dog. Okay. And also has a cast of thousands in the filming. Edited by Harris Segur and Arthur Yen with assistance by George Powell and Michael Fukawa. Yeah. All right. So names taking me back. Memory yeah. lane. <laughs> I'm always curious when Powell would start a new project, would you were you was this in the era of maybe you're already always being filmed whenever you're skating? Or one day is there a team meeting that says, like, hey, we want to make a new video? or you get a call from the team manager or something. This is in the days where you're always trying to to get clips, you're always trying to get footage to stack footage in case you need it for whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 411 video magazine was going strong at this time, so um you just, you know, your truck company would hey, we want to do an ad in 411, we need yeah, some clips, commercials you know, whatever. So you you're always trying to stack clips. At the time I was living with uh Rhino who event was just getting into photography and eventually became a staff photographer that you know uh, mm -hmm. from Thrasher Magazine. Yeah. And then Preston Mygetter. Um, they're both from the New England area. Um, Preston's okay. from New Jersey and uh, went to Boston College. Um, and then Rhino's from Western Massachusetts Air. Um, and I'm from Boston. So I, I knew, I actually didn't meet Rhino until he got out here, but we, we, hooked up because we're both from the Boston area and we knew a lot of the same people uh, and ended up living together, getting an apartment together. Um, and then Preston moved out after he graduated college and he ended up sleeping on our couch for, <laughs> for a year or whatever. And then we got a, a, a another apartment and three of us all lived together. Uh, and then when I bought my first house uh, around the time this video came out, those guys lived with me and helped me pay the mortgage. Like they each had a, a, a bedroom. So yeah. All the video footage that I had around that time was probably shot by Preston Mygetter, mm -hmm. uh, or as it's said in this video, P-Stone, yeah. as a lot of people knew Preston as P-Stone. And so when it came time for the, another video, like I, I had gotten on Powell in 97 and the uh, Strip Mall Heroes video was about to come out. Mm -hmm. um, so it was literally like, you know, I, I caught the last few mini wrap that like that summer, I didn't get on until October. So, so you missed the summer tour. Yeah. I, I missed the summer tour, the mini ramp tour. I, I caught like the last few mini ramp demos um, of that tour and didn't really get any footage. Um, so they were just like, you're on the team. We want you to be in this video. What footage you got? You know, just like, mm, okay. Um, and there was, there was, I think that you guys tagged me on something. I, I forgot that we even did this tour, but um, the end of that tour, we, I, I got a few clips from just like skate park demos that we had done. I remember being, you know, hey, fly to North Dakota and get in the van and drove like across the top of the country, Montana, North Dakota, doing demos until Northern California at some point. And then I had to fly back up for a contest or an event somewhere. But that was that was all I really got for Strip Mall Heroes. 
And then when magic, when it came time to shoot magic, it was like, Hey, we're going to do a video. Same thing. What do you got? And what's the time frame? Oh, uh, I'm ready at Woodward. You got three days. Mm. Oh, shit. Basically like it's <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever video, whatever clips you have in store. And then three days that I'm at Woodward with Preston. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was my magic video part basically. Uh, and then pick a song and then we'll, and then you just send them all the footage and then, and then we'll see you at the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Bones Brigade had an ad at the premiere where we're all as a team sitting in our Bones Brigade jackets in front of the theater in, in Santa Barbara, like at the premiere. And I remember seeing my video part for the first time at the premiere. Oh, wow. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we'll send you, you know, like a rough cut or whatever. To yeah, check a rough out. cut, yeah. whatever. There was no like computers. There was no like, let me send you a YouTube link. None of that. Like, there yeah. was no YouTube. There was no like, it was just, yeah, um, whatever, whatever footage you can collect. And then whatever you shoot with Preston in the three days that you're at Woodward, that's your part. That's amazing. It's a solid part, though, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll get at to your guys' request, I watched it again for the first time in a hundred million years, and uh, and I was, I mean, I I can't really complain. I was like, yeah, that's right, that's like all the tricks I was doing at the time, and a couple bonuses, and yeah, it was it was it was funny to watch, like particularly the other guys on the team. Like Steve Cab's part is mostly street. And yeah, I, yeah. I had I had just got on Powell at the time and used to give Cab such a hard time for only skating street i'd be like come on dude i was really into skating backyard pools at the time i'd be like let's go skate pools and cab used to tell me like ah pools are for fools blah blah (laughs) and then flash forward 25 years he's you know skating the combi ball and and he still remembers telling me that it's funny Mm -hmm. yeah you can you can definitely skate transition longer than you can skate street sure so you came into powell at a kind of a tumultuous time because there was quite a bit of turnover happening like it seems like right when you joined yeah yeah i i uh basically the catalyst was mike v mike v just went to to george powell and michael furukawa and said we're putting andy on as as i'm told i don't know but he's yeah we're putting andy on and and then like four months later maybe two months later he and and uh charlie wilkins uh and stacy and yeah, Stacy, right. They all they all left and went to trans started transit skateboards. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm on Powell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Mike, but Mike V was gone. In fact, the board that I still ride to this day was the my the board shape uh that I started riding when I got on Powell was Mike V's board. His, oh, his wow. board shape with the um the lightning bolt on it. Mm-hmm. And when Mike left. I just started, I was still riding that shape. And then they were like, okay, it's time to do your pro board, Andy. What shape do you want? And I was like, the one I'm riding, the Mike V lightning bolt shape. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, and it's still that, yeah. still that shape. So they still, cause I ride flight decks now and mm-hmm, they yeah. still press that shape, that concave. Like everyone's always like, what shape board are you riding these days? I'm like the same one I've been riding since I got on Powell in 97. Like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's cool. cool. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've been riding the same yeah. shape concave for I love that. That's awesome. Well, probably they were probably fine with that. Or like, okay, well, we don't have to retool a bunch of, you know. <laughs> yeah, they just have to keep, and... they just have to keep this one mold. Like, right, yeah, we exactly. Yeah. Make Andy's boards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Like, I'll call and be like, "Can I get boards?" They're like, "Yeah, in a couple months." Like, how <laughs> cool! That's hilarious, man. That's they really can only cool. make fine. You know, it's not like they're like just making tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's cool. 
So the title of the video, Magic. So I'm guessing that's a play on the the term Powell magic that people you kind of use to describe like some deceiving editing tricks or, yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You guess right. That was, that was like, we were throwing around some names and I think it was Steve Cab that first came up with that, but it was, it was definitely a nod to Stacy Peralta and, mm -hmm. and what Stacy was doing with the, with the first few, uh, you know, five or so Bones Brigade videos where I, I kind of the, the cliche of Powell magic, was Stacy with his video camera. It was actually a Stesic thing. Like Stacy, Stacy talks about it in like a Dogtown or the Bones Brigade documentary or whatever, where Stesic was like, you got to get the camera moving. You got to like start skating with the guys or, and Stacy figured out not only move the camera, but if a guy doesn't alley-oop from left to right, move the camera right to left. And it makes it look like the alley-oops twice as far. Yeah. That's what became dubbed Powell magic because- okay. Yeah, he did the alley-oop, but when you film it like this and there's a moving camera moving the opposite direction, it just looks like, ooh, it's magic. Like he, Powell magic, he just made him look way cooler. Gives it extra <laughs> extra flair. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the the nod to the the title of the video. That's awesome. At the time, you know, Powell still had, you know, was doing well and had the budget to be able to shoot some uh some film, some, you know, yeah, yeah, millimeter definitely. and 16 millimeter film and wing and dog were the guys that were heading that that kind of division up so i did have in addition to the three days at woodward we did have one day where john comer and i got to go to encinitas ymca skate park and film with this high speed slow-mo 16 millimeter camera um which is expensive and, and super stressful because yeah yeah you have um, to make you're you're like you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try this trick i need two setup walls and then you know, they'd be like, okay. And you drop in. And as you're doing the first setup air, you hear the, <laughs> film, the, the camera, it's, it's, it's a, it's all kind of manual camera and you hear the film start going through the camera, but it has to get up to speed. So you hear the camera going. <laughs> and now it's running full speed yeah. and you're just burning film. You're burning film. Yeah. And so you're setting up your airs, like don't bail, don't bail. And then you try your trick and hopefully you make it. And this and if you uh, don't, you just wasted like half a roll of film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so, some really good footage. And it's on the, the DVD. There's a bonus section that has like a, all that slow-mo vert yeah. stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's like the super, that's the super slow-mo where you can see like the sweat, like coming off your eyebrow. Yeah. It re reminds me of like the McGill and Caballero in band this, like the, yeah. the Chuck Tree song it has that kind of vibe. Super cool. Yep. yep. But uh, you know, I saw the film. You know, it's kind of peppered in throughout the whole video. It just helps give some nice visual, like texture and and some grit to the video. It's really cool. And also, this video is kind of back to a classic video skate video format, where the previous video, the Strip Mall Heroes, is like a it's a documentary. Which right, is, right. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. This is the first time where you're like, okay, you're gonna have a part. Yeah. And Larry, you were saying this was the first premiere, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think they had had a while. premiere for one of their videos since Propaganda back in 1990. So you yeah. guys got to have that premiere. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yep. that was fun. That was mm -hmm. it was it made it made the like it was it was kind of a gathering of the team. Like like you were saying, like when I first got on, there was all this like people coming and going and whatever. And then we made the the magic video, and this is this is our team. And there's like I said, there was an ad 
for the video with the team all mm-hmm. in their team jackets mm-hmm. standing in front of the movie theater with the marquee behind us like yeah this, yeah this is the new bones brigade video yeah i remember that ad for sure the ripper the video starts with the ripper intro that always gets me psyched because they brought that back so that disappeared the propaganda you, you see it there and then it disappears until strip mall heroes and then they they run it here again but i noticed there's one less in strip mall heroes they added in an extra like laugh track the scale the rippers like laughing but here it's just back to the the classic one this super stuff i noticed yeah v- vcj is doing the voice he pulls through laugh he pulls through and then taps his fingers yeah yep. that's yep that's super good it's still the greatest thing ever <laughs> it just is it's been it's been ripped i mean we did it we did an art show one year at the asr trade show it was it was called rip, rip the, the ripper, ripper. yeah, yeah. like yeah. everybody their own take on on the court johnson ripper mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then next the uh opening montage you kind of get everyone's name and one slow mo trick and this andy your kickflip to like tuck knee indie air thing is super super awesome and that's part of that slow-mo footage that we're talking about yeah kickflip chicken wing (laughs) yeah super good i love that so first up pat chinita he's a new new guy on the team here so there's a a few fresh faces in this video uh, pat being one of them and i like how you kind of get a little bit of like lifestyle shot with some voiceover at the beginning of everybody's part kind of gives it a personal touch i think yeah i mean we'll get to it if we're if we're going in chronological yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go in order yeah. their, their own like kind of intro like we want you to introduce yourself mm-hmm. to introduce your part and come up with a way to do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah depending on how much time we had so you know for mine i had i had uh, we must have spent like the morning doing that and then the afternoon at encinitas uh-huh for the, the slow mode or something yeah but yeah um i don't remember what does chinita do for his I think he's just, you know, I think it looks like maybe they just caught him skating around and they grabbed some, some face shots of him. Just voiceover like, Hey, yeah. And then he says he's from garden Grove. Yep. But I, I lived in garden Grove for about 10 years and I would see him around at parks and at spots and stuff at the time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There was this one Hubble ledge at the side of this donut shop right by my house. And if I was driving, like coming or going, sometimes I'd see him and some other guys there. Nice. Skating this hub ledge, yeah. Chinita, it was it was rad to have Chinita because he was like the at the time it was it was at a time when again like skateboarding was on TV and mm-hmm. the Bones Brigade like the guys that did contests would go to all those like X Games had like X qualifiers so there was like X trials there was four X trials that led up to the X Games and we would all you know, get flown in and the team manager would pick us up and give us our per diem and take us to our hotel. And then we'd skate the competitions. And at the time I always skated park. I always skated the the street and the vert. I rode for split clothing and they made a, a zip off pant leg. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'd always wear those so that I could like skate street and pants and then zip them off and put my <laughs> knee pads on and go skate. Yeah. But it was in that year that I got on uh, the, the 1998 season uh, when, when that video came out. Pat Chinita got first place in the in the World Cup, like did an overall, you know, points series, World Cup skateboarding. Pat Chinita won street and I won vert. Uh, I got second in street, so I won the overall. 
but it was always like, Janita, dude, I'm a vert, dude. What's up? I'm second. I'm right behind you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize he was, uh, you know, I just think of him as more a core street skater. I didn't know he was doing the the competitions. he would he would come to the contest because he was consistent. Like he he could put a he could put a run together and he could like certain elements like the the, the park courses the street courses were like Lego building blocks. Like they would always have you know a handrail and the run up was often too short or whatever. But Chinita just had it. Like he could run, jump on his board, and kick flip over the handrail every time. Like and it, and I don't know how he he could get his board so that it cleared the handrail, grip tape side down just mm-hmm. barely. Mm-hmm. and catch it on the other side and make it every time like he was just like that's how he would finish his line or start his line whatever and it just like dude you're not even popping your board high enough to clear it but you're popping it so you know with such precision that it clears it on the grip type side if, if the trucks had turned rotated a little bit more the trucks would catch on the handrail but you flip it so that the, it, it clears on the grip tape side and then flips over and you land up and start your run it's like he was he was the master of it he was super consistent. I remember we were skating home from a contest once and he had won the contest and I had won vert and I'm just like giving him a hard time. I'm right, be- I'm right behind you in the street or whatever. He's like, you got nothing McDonald. And he's wearing <laughs> his backpack, like whatever. I was like, all right, you think you're so hot? Like see that gap right there. And we're just like walking down the street to go get lunch or whatever. And there was like a, four, like a little gap, like four foot from this parking lot to that parking lot, but a curb in front of it never seen it like nuts no swept out or whatever and he's wearing his backpack and i'm like chinita keep up that gap right here he's like dude come on throws his board down kicks up the gap first try wow. <laughs> so cocky just like too easy bro mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing because it would have taken me like a half an hour to kick up that gap <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's super tech lots of ledge tricks kick flips of all variations here it's it's a little short, so I was thinking maybe he just got on and didn't have a lot of time to film. His, his part's pretty quick. But I love his enders, the back lip on that handrail, and then he like heel flips over it, lands it perfect, rolls away, nothing, yeah. nothing sketchy. I, I'm always impressed with with his uh, schoolyard skating, just like yeah. flip tricks over benches. Mm-hmm. Like I got every flip trick, and not only do I got every flip trick, but I can do it, I can pop it high enough to get over a bench. Yeah, he's got that great line through the tennis courts here where he's just flipping over every bench in sight. Yep. All right, next up, we're in Italy with Giorgio Zatoni, and uh, it starts out with some cool scenic shots of Italy, and uh, he's got Caballeros over there with him, Rodney Jones, and uh, some awesome... Dude, well, this is where we... This is the only time we get cab on vert here, is this part, Mm -hmm. which is cool to see. Is that the Zatoni uh, family skate park in this? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, big, the big steel vert ramp, like yeah. extra big transitions. That's the that's the vert ramp that he uh, eventually does in the the second ever nine hundred gets done. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. That I was pretty sure that he was the second guy to do it, but uh, I wasn't sure. So there we go, confirmed. Andy Mack confirmation. Yep. yep, he did it perfect. He could have done another one on the next wall. He did it so perfect. Yeah, nice. Did you ever skate this park? Yeah, I went. I think that it was later that summer. And mm. I, I don't know that maybe I don't know if any video video footage of it got used, but I think Wing and Dog were there. But yeah, that's the only time uh, I'd been to Bologna. I went and visited Giorgio and skated that ramp with him and his brother. And um, it was it was a paddle trip for sure. Nice. Uh, 
I like to see uh, in the kind of the intro section, they're skating that bench up on the ramp. Cab's like 50-50 in it, and they're doing yeah, inverts yeah. on the bench. That's pretty cool. But then it go- kind of crosses over into a more aggressive Giorgio part. And he's going wild here after he rides his dirt bike. <laughs> Storms the, the – I guess yeah. that's his mom and grandma on the porch, like yeah, freaking yeah. out. Uh, yeah, yeah it's a whole extended family, Italian yeah. style. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he just like hardcore music and just raw go. Yeah. Um, he jumps and- into the ramp like padless, runs up yes. the ramp, jumps in, and then does a like padless McTwist. Yeah, super, yes. super yep. nuts. On um, on the first wall, like he just yeah, hit the first wall. And yeah, McTwist. Giorgio yeah. Giorgio could skate padless like nobody. Like he would. It, there's some parts in his in, in the video part. He does uh, a sugar cane at Kelly Belmar's bowl mm-hmm. padless. Yeah. Um, yeah around that time he shot a whole interview for thrasher and the prerequisite was you got to do padless wow. so he's like okay whatever and he just did the whole interview padless wow yeah, yeah there's a quite a few padless clips in his part here yeah he's crazy he was and and that like running and jumping on his board and to to uh start his run he he's the first guy i saw do he would roll fakey with his heels toward the toward the ramp, like ro- roll like he was gonna do a switch frontside roll in or something. Uh huh. And he would, and then he'd do a fakey ollie frontside half cab into the oh like, wow from the deck into the ramp. Yeah. Just like dorking around, just like woo. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one here. I think he does it, and it's padless too, where he just like nollies. He's up on the deck and nollies into the vert ramp. Yep. Like down into the transition. It's crazy. But he's doing all kinds of switch tricks, all kinds of different varial McTwist, body jar McTwist. Yep, he did. Uh, he did the first to do a switch. Uh, switch sugar cane. He did in that in that part, I think. Mm-hmm. Switch McTwist again. The second guy to do it, I think. Tony did it first, and then Giorgio wow. did it after. And just the height of his airs too, like he can just crank a backset air. Oh yep. yeah, full blaster. Super good. I love that part because the energy with the Slayer song really kicks it up. All right, then up next, we've got the AM section. Uh, we talked about the the little intros I crack up. So first up is Joe Hutchinson. I think, did he previously ride for Sonic Skateboards? I think I knew him from Sonic. Sounds about right. Yeah. And he's got a, it reminds me of like a old sitcom intro where he's kind of like, looks like maybe he's reading and then he looks up at the camera and like smiles like, and then it would like freeze frame. Kind yeah. of reminded me of something like that. It was pretty good, pretty cool. But he had a cool, I don't know, kind of rad casual style, like kind of laid back. Um, we've got Gianni here. So that's um, you know, he took the street route, his brother took the vert route, I guess. Well, I, I it's I don't know how it got lost on a lot of people, but Giorgio's and Tony turned pro as a street skater. Or yeah. how in yeah, like he's ninety one. Yeah, he's in one of the earlier videos. I want to think like play. But I think in a couple of them, like chaos yeah. or play or something. Yeah, he had a board on Powell as a street skater, and then he got into vert. And wow. uh, his brother's the same way. His brother's like known as a street guy, but he can ride vert too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it. it I mean, Gianni Zantoni and and Rodney Jones too. Like they can ride transition, and and like we would go on tour, and you you get to the whatever skate park it is, and. Whatever there, whatever there is to ride is what you're doing your demo on, you know? So it's just mm-hmm. like, you kind of had to. Yeah. I think that's a lot of pros are like that. They're kind of known for one thing. Then maybe you'll go to a demo or something, see them skate live. And then you're just like, whoa, they're like, you know, you think you know them in, as this one thing. And then it's just right. like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I t people trip out. Like I, I tell people, the first pro contest I ever won uh, was a street contest. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And they're like, how's that possible? <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's what people. That's what you did. Like, what, there wasn't. It wasn't such specialty. Like, you just went. Oh, there's a skateboard contest, and you mm -hmm. went to that skateboard contest. Oh, we're yeah. skating street. Like, okay. Yeah, um, that's like in the '80s. I, like, Cab and Tony were in freestyle contests or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you just that's that's you what just, you did. What you just wrote everything. We're all skateboarders, right? Yeah. I yeah. I got first. Eric Costin got second. My first, my first pro. <laughs> That's awesome. Where was that one? Right, at? And then you talk about Eric Costin and oh, he's a street skater. Like you ever see footage of Eric Costin in an H Street video doing tail grab five forties? Mm, yeah, yeah. Convert, you know, mm -hmm. it works both ways. That's awesome. I remember, like we'll get to it, but Moses Akonin, super good bird skater. Like I, I we, we as the Bones Brigade uh, pressured him into skipping a street contest one one weekend to come to the vert contest, and he skated the vert contest with us instead of going to the street contest. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, Mike V skating vert for the first time. Was that in Rubbish Heap? What was that in? Yeah, he's Probably. got a vert section there. Yeah, yeah. I, th I don't think I knew he could skate vert, and I was like, Yeah, he should skate Virginia Beach. Yeah, crash yeah. ramp. Like, yeah. yeah, super good skater. And uh, Tom Grholski's ramp too. Yep. Yeah. It just, it just like I tell kids nowadays, like it's only going to make you a better overall skater. Like learn to skate transitions learn to skate ledges learn to jump stairs slide rails like you're just gonna it's gonna help your skating overall like not only will you be able to go anywhere and have a good time but you'll become a better street skater by skating back air pools mm -hmm. and, and vice versa you know so yeah skate it all we've also got this is the first appearance of rodney jones and he was he ended up being on powell for quite a while right yeah I remember yeah. He was he was on Powell for years, and then eventually, when we started Positive, he came over to Positive Skateboards. But this AM section is uh, pretty short, and then uh, let's see, let's see, we move into Javier in Spain. Javier Sarmento. Yeah. He didn't like to travel that much. He didn't. He was kind of like just super, super the most chill guy. So mm -hmm. I remember that they had to fly Wing and Dog to his town to go get a video part of him because. He was just lazy. He was just like, eh, <laughs> kind of take it or leave it. I remember being frustrated with Javier because he was so talented. He was so good. And like, like at the time we're talking like Eric Costin good. Like he was the only mm -hmm. guy that could really hold a candle to the stuff, the switch stuff that Costin was doing, switch backside tail slides and stuff like that. Flip in, flip out stuff before anybody was doing that stuff. And Javier was just like, eh, you know, like, yeah, I can do it, but who cares you know like, yeah wow like you could be huge like you could have <laughs> yeah your signature s shoe model or whatever like austin <laughs> but he just he didn't want to put in that that play the game as much and put in that much effort so he was just like having fun skating so they sent uh wing and dog over and put this put together this part him skating around his neighborhood yeah super very smooth and stylish skater fun fun to watch and I love his backside nose grind 180 down the handrail at the end, his closer. Yeah, that's ahead of its time, huh? Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, sometimes we say tricks, people write in. So maybe it's an overcrook, backside overcrook on the handrail. Looks yeah. like he's kind of like off to the yeah. side. People get so upset over these little discrepancies. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for the, 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 the stuff that people don't know behind the scenes. When we, yeah. were, when we go on tour, there was a, there was like, not quite enough room in the 15 passenger van. So we had a rental car too. And if you were in the van, you were just like headphones on and like party, like stuff would go on in the van. 
as it always does when you jump in the van on a skate tour. And then the rental car, Jason Ellis would always drive the rental car and he and Javier would hop in with him because they both smoke weed. Okay. And, and the car would just be like full of weed smoke the whole oh, yeah. time. Um, and it was comedy because Ellis is like, you know, kind of fresh off the boat from Australia. Still has got a pretty thick Australian accent or whatever. And Javier speaks very little English. Like he mm -hmm. speaks Spanish mostly and would speak Spanish to Jason. And Jason would be like, yeah, mate, like whatever. Like, like they could communicate. They knew what was going on. And they, they were like the dynamic duo in that rental car by themselves. And like Ellis tells stories about like we would go, you know, do a contest or whatever. And Javier would always have, he smoked hash, like hashish. Mm -hmm. And he would hide it under his trucks. So he'd take apart his board and put like that little hollow part under your base plate. Yeah. And we'd go to like international contests and, and Ellis wow. would be like, there, don't do that shit. You're going to get like in trouble, you know, like. Yeah, like, customs. Wow. Like take part of his board and roll up some hash. Like, wow. That's ballsy, dude. Yeah. Nice. That's anyway. interesting. It's but you know, that brings up a like a point Larry and I were kind of talking about earlier was like how sort of international this team was at that point in time. You know, you had it wasn't just SoCal guys or US guys. No, it, was I mean, it was a very eclectic, eclectic group for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Different personalities, different <laughs> different places on the on the globe different languages right. yeah um, that's what i mean you know you got yeah. italy you got you know ellis from australia you got you know what i mean it's just it's all over the place yeah you know and, and the skating styles like the the part that when i watched the magic video over again i was just like whoa this is a pretty strong vert team like oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is like gnarly like there's street part then a vert part then a street part then a vert part mm -hmm. then like you mm -hmm. know it was it was they were not afraid like Considering the year, it's 1998 when this came out. In 1990, probably Mike Frazier got kicked off the Bones Brigade because yeah, it hurt. You know, yeah. yeah. George was just like, "Sorry, Mike, you got to go because it's all about street skating now." You know? Yeah. Yep. And then a few, you know, seven years later, it's like we got five vert guys on our team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting to to watch it because we we you know we were reviewing these videos in order and with every 90s video you see more and more vert kind of creeping back in until yeah. now where it's like okay you know it's like vert equal is, in this video vert is ba yeah. it's back you know it's just like it, it's like it never went anywhere you know yeah. there's vert ramps everywhere and people are blasting and doing all these really progressive tricks and you know street tricks on the lip and everything i mean it was it's cool to see because i came you know i came from that era too where it was like everything was vert 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 Yep. And uh it was weird when it went away. So yep. it's cool to it's cool that now everybody can just get along. But it took <laughs> it took a little while for Yeah, everyone can play nice now. Yeah, exactly. Up next we've got John Comer. Rest in peace, John. And he's like after watching this part, we were kind of talking to, you know, certain skaters are known for certain things. And I was thinking like I almost couldn't even put John in a box like that. He's just total like ATV. Yeah. We yeah. used to make fun of him for being a mini ramp champ. We'd be like, ah, oh, you're just a mini ramp dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> vert, whatever. Yeah. He's he got a lot of vert up. here. Yeah. He skates, he skates vert, he skates mini ramp, he skates street. And like John would come on tour and he had a, 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 sh a foot sponsor. Right. There's yeah. a company called Flexfoot that made the foot, like basically like the ankle that went on his prosthetic leg mm -hmm. and he would break them all the time. 
like skating too gnarly like they're not meant for that and he would break <laughs> them and, and then have to like get fedex the new foot <laughs> to the yeah. on tour or whatever because he had like he had two he had like a skate leg and then just like a walking around leg mm-hmm. and it was so cool just to skate just to be motivated by comer because he was just so fun and and just like happy all the time just like yeah let's go i'm down for whatever like we'll skate whatever and you had no excuse if you couldn't like i would to this day if i'm wearing the wrong socks i'm like oh i can't, I can't <laughs> the sessions you know, over. like i can't feel my board these socks are too too thick whatever and then you look over at comer and he's like I can't. yeah he he would skate a vert ramp and he had a pump so that he would look down to make sure that his foot was in the right place on his yeah. board yeah because like, you literally can't feel it you don't have a yeah. front foot yet he would ride up the next wall and do a frontside heel flip above your head and you're just like oh my yeah. god this is possible yeah that's so inspiring skating with john comer was yeah so and it was his front foot too which is the right the trick foot i mean that's yeah, it's not think, the one you're just like, slapping uh, your tail down yeah you don't, you don't you don't have that flick of the ankle that you need right yeah yet you're still doing 360 kickflips down five stairs exactly you know I mean? like how is this possible exactly yeah it's really yeah. impressive even to this day yeah big, big, big respect yeah and not impressive in a like look at what this guy's who has this ink yeah not this. impressive in like yeah he's pretty good for a guy that doesn't right he's a, like no he's completely raging yeah, yeah 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 i think a lot of john's struggle was that like he was the first guy like before adaptive skateboarding was the thing or whatever mm-hmm. like he was like always in this juxtaposition where like if John was out skating and he was wearing pants, you didn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, you tell, know. Right. Yeah. And he would he was, I think he struggled a lot with like whether he should tell people or not, like whether he could claim that or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was always like, of course you can claim it. Fuck, that's fucking insane that you're doing the stuff you're doing and you don't have a foot, you know? Yeah. And of course you can, you know, like that's a thing and you can talk about it and and claim it and whatever. Uh, and he was always just kind of like, didn't really know where to land with that mm-hmm. uh, and never really, I felt like could embrace it and just be like, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, Cause he just wanted to be one of us, you know, like he yeah. was yeah. not. Yeah. Separate. I can see that. And he, yeah. and he always was, he was always one of us, but to me that made it all the more impressive that he was being, being able to do that stuff. Yeah. I can see that though. Like how far do you want to lean into this being your thing and you right. you know you just want your skating to speak for itself and not have this other part of it being like right. he's yep. doing it in spite of this you know right. so that, that makes sense i like in the beginning of uh his little intro part he tosses his son up in the air and a skateboard comes down instead of his son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was he from austin because he mentions i thought he was from dallas because he mentioned he wanted to name his son austin or maybe he moved there at the time his i don't know maybe i'm just kidding. My- I'm not sure. He just, he was just always big on Texas. He was yeah. just always, eventually he left Powell and, and rode for uh, Gibson and like the Texas, whatever Texas company it was. Oh, embassy. Was embassy, it embassy. Was it? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember one of the Texas companies, but I remember going like, wait, you're quitting Powell. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, yeah. Texas dude. Cause he had already moved back to Texas and yeah, had his thing in California for a while. And then he was just like, nah, Texas, bro. He's, super he was always super down for texas mm-hmm. i think he rode for element too a little later on yeah. i don't know let's see and at the end he lets us know to skate for fun which is perfect yep 
Next up, Danny Wainwright from Bristol, England. And right away, I'm like, whoa, Danny's got hair because I've only ever seen him with a shaved yeah. head before. But he's got a cool intro. So he, he, I didn't know he had a skate shop over in England. Yeah, it's it's still there it's to still this there. day. Still there. Oh, yeah. that's yep. great. Yeah. It's a skate shop in Bristol. Preston would go over there for weeks at a time and, and film Danny and hang out at the skate shop. And yeah, he's always like been really like one of the first guys from Bristol to make it as, as a pro skater and, and kind of put Bristol on the map mm-hmm. uh, as far as all the local spots and, and uh, you know, supporting the community, the skate community with his skate shop. And he could jump higher than anybody. Yeah. He had that world Literally record for a long had time. Had the high Ollie record for years and years and years. And I remember that first summer I got on in 97, it was like, no, it wasn't even summertime, but we were on tour. We used to go to, germany a lot because uh titus distribution was yep. like skateboarding in europe was the biggest in germany and titus was the partner with powell and sold powell boards like hotcakes in germany mm-hmm. so we'd always be going on tour in germany and i remember there was we were at a um like kind of a junk junkyard fest type it must have been a contest like one of those ispo contests or something and it was the first time we all saw um blanking on his name arto sorry arto sorry first time we'd ever seen arto sorry skate and arto was like kickflip frontside board slide down the handrail every time and we're just like who's this little kid just like dorky little kid from scandinavia Mm -hmm. and this street course had like like a bump bump to jersey barrier or something and Mm -hmm. the bump was a piece of plywood and it was like it looked like like a four by eight sheet or not, not a four by eight like a four by six sheet of plywood that was just like wedged up to this thing and people were riding up it and kick flipping over this jersey bar or whatever wainwright w- rides over and then just lifts the whole thing up and was just like think all of this and just like has somebody stand with it on flat ground just holding the piece of plywood up and i was just, just like oh, holding wait. it up vertically it like, like a wall yeah, holding it vertically like the four foot side up and it must not have been four feet because he can't that all like four feet high but pretty damn close and it was yeah. the first time i was just like he's gonna try all of that off flat ground and it took him like two or three tries and just like bar like wow amazing just like you're approaching it and you're bending down and you're looking up over your head you know right like, it's like armpit high and he's just bar, bounces right over it wow but I'm, I'm i'm not sure if that that clip is in his part but i remember that that was the first time i really could see like off flat ground this guy can freaking jump yeah there's a clip in the previous video strip mall heroes where he looks like it's almost like an ollie contest someone just has like the kind of high jump bar out but he goes up and he like levels out and then somehow he goes up again it's (laughs) it's really crazy because he like flattens out and then he gets higher yeah Yeah. it's really crazy looking clip also the song here just a fun fact is called lick the balls (laughs) Nice. Because I saw that in the uh, in the credits, uh, uh, you know, they're showing the music, and I was like, "Who has the song called Lick the Balls?" And it was in Danny's part. This is still very much the days of like, yeah, you just pick whatever song and put it on there, and as long as you give it credit, you don't have to pay for rights or anything. It was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My parts to a police song, and I'm like, how did I get? Oh yeah, this is we just yeah. stole it. We just did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then a, a lot of it is. It seems like a lot of it is is just kind of like that background you know powell jazzy yeah instrumental 
music instrumental yeah. stuff that, that like they probably did have the rights for because it's like leftover from some <laughs> yeah <laughs> just get it out of the vault Pro- propaganda video or whatever yeah yeah also when he's skating around it's like some of the roads are so rough in england you know you notice that could be like got a, something to overcome when you're street skating because the the roads are thousands of years old yeah yeah yeah, it's like it's like puts Boston to shame. I'm like Boston street skating, ah, it's all cobblestones or whatever. And like, yeah, how about European skating? <laughs> Dude, he does that like crook to nose slide on that huge ledge. Oh yeah, and then goes all the way down and to the all flat. the way down to flat. Yeah, that was crazy good. Yeah, he did a switch 270 to board slide on a handrail, mm-hmm. and then big spin the front board on the handrail. Super good. Yeah, he's got some great stuff here. Next up, fingerboarding with Damien Bernadette. What? Where did this come from? Do you know anything about I, this, Andy? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know anything about this other than that you know, Bones Brigade videos are are famous for you know just like their you know interludes. You know, just like there's secondary a, there's characters. A, there's a Bones Brigade video that uh, what bones two or something. Yeah. Like, future. I mean, that's the first fingerboarding that anyone yeah, ever saw, you know, where, where those guys just took hot wheels boards, hot wheels cars apart and made their own little fingerboards. And yeah. they had Lance skating in the sink and woo, cheering for him. And yeah. Stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a nod to that. And just like a nod to, you know, Powell has always been the company is just like, do whatever you want, skate, have fun, skate, whatever you want, however you want, you know, even through that, like, early nineties when you skateboarding had to be cool. And there was like this uniform and you could only do certain tricks and you could only wear acid wash jeans and a white t-shirt. And like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was just like, I was still just like skate however you want skate freestyle, whatever. Like we sponsor freestyle skaters. We sponsor bird skaters. We sponsor, you know, like, it's just like, it's just a nod to that. Like whatever you can do to keep skateboarding fun. And that segues that, that finger flip, that fingerboard, because this is still before tech decks probably. Yeah, um, but it goes straight into the dude in Danny's uh shop, or I don't know whose shop, like laying on his back, flipping a deck. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes that's me pretty, think of pretty impressive too, right? Yeah, in <laughs> yeah. animal, it's like in animal chin when those guys are on the bed doing the bed airs, yep. you know? Yeah. yeah. So this is like another riff on that. Next, next level. Yeah, this is like some impressive footwork here oh, no, it's crazy like it's crazy good it's like america's got talent here yeah <laughs> and this the footboard guy name is paul alexander doesn't do the That's nightmare right. air though yeah he was probably like both simultaneously very stoked to be in a paul video and then also really bummed because this is <laughs> this was his part yeah oh you're the footboard forgot guy do, forgot yeah. to do rocket air comb your hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right next up Jason Ellis from Melbourne, Australia. And it starts out, oh, he's right. he's playing piano. It's classically trained in piano. I guess. <laughs> classically trained piano. Yeah. Or like or that's like the one song he knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to see Ellis, no tattoos, full head of hair, wearing like a white sweater and yeah. like a button-down shirt, sitting at a piano or whatever. Like it's <laughs> just the opposite of what that what I think of when I think of Jason Ellis today yeah that's true yeah but it's cool to see some footage in australia because i think all his previous paul videos it's all in the u.s yeah there was come to think of it there was definitely like a kind of a push to like let's film you in your setting in your town you know Mm -hmm. so like in the beginning 
Alice is riding the train. He's like, that's, this is the train I would catch all the time. And that's my house right there. And yeah. And we get a little bit of street Alice at the beginning here. He's ollieing off walls. <laughs> it's really cool. Street, street Alice at, um, what's Skate that place? Street. Skate Street in Ventura. Yeah. He's yeah. got a lot of street course footage there all of a sudden. <laughs> It's cool to see backside yeah. 180 kickflips, 360 flips. He's yeah. just going wild here. That's, that's definitely like one of the other things that struck me about watching this video again is like, it didn't matter. You could have skate park footage. Like it didn't matter. Like, there was, there was right. a while there where like you weren't allowed to shoot skateboarding for your video part in a skate park. That's true. Yeah. It was just like, a or it would be like the, the skate park montage section and then it was right okay, right like we hadn't gotten there yet and and people are just yeah we're going to skate park to shoot this video like, yeah or maybe even some contest footage like in yeah. your video part and it, and it's funny because now like that's kind of waning too now it's just like yeah as long as it's good skating it doesn't matter if it's a skate park right yeah. nor should it yeah, by the way. yeah it, should, it should it's yeah. just like one of those stupid rules and mm -hmm. like and as long as you're not wearing a helmet, we'll put you in the magazine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Eye roll. Yeah. More eye rolling. I like the, it's in Australia. It's almost like a three quarter pipe. He skates. I remember Lance had a photo there that I always loved doing like a tail tap on it or something. But yeah, it looks he does cool. put that like pivot a, up there. Yeah, he does a couple things up there, I think. It's really yeah. rad. Yeah, that looks like a awesome spot. Yeah, he's Jason is just super powerful, huge airs. I like he does that backside alley to tail. Almost looks like it's a file cabinet up on the deck of the vert ramp. Yeah, it's like a it's like a dishwasher or something. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dragged up on top of the pran ramp. Super rad. Yeah, Jason just looks like he's like all the footage of him skating that Encinitas ramp mm -hmm. um, is like it looks like he's just holding on. He's just like I got I got it and just oh, yeah. throws it under, just like raw, like super power. But you're just like he's gonna slam. He's gonna slam. <laughs> yeah. Is that the the YMCA ramp? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it, yeah. It yeah. yeah. Big sessions going down there for that's that's where we shot all that slow mo footage from, and that's the like when I shot my my interview for Trans World, my first pro spotlight was most of the tricks are on that ramp. Nice. All right. Next up, Moses Econin out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And whenever I think of Moses for what it's probably like the first time I saw him in the plan B video, where it's maybe it's like a security guard and he kind of like, kind of like swings it at a security guard for some yeah. reason. That's yeah. like burned in my brain. Whenever I think of Moses seeing that just, part, just punk ass street skater, just like, <laughs> get out of my way. Yeah. Red dragon bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moses definitely had that persona, but he was a totally chill guy. He was, he was like rad to have on the team super talented like i like i said mentioned earlier like he'd skate vert he'd skate street like mm -hmm. super good all-around skater super down for vancouver and and red dragons like he was just always yeah. claiming that that claims it in this part i think doesn't he? yeah he gives a shout out dragons. to the red dragons yeah. yeah and i'm guessing the vert maybe that comes from the richmond skate ranch the vert you know growing up probably skating there a ton yeah i'm sure very I mean, likely but lots of great street part and skate park and street footage here. And there's a little cameo from uh, Colin McKay. He's filming him. And then Colin kind of turns the camera on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so quick Colin appearance since we, when was the last video, Matt? You, you, we've seen Colin probably eight. No, Celebrity Tropical Fish. Probably. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. yeah. That Ollie out to no slide on that hub ledge. Super awesome. I think that's also in his opening montage trick. In the beginning yeah. that i really liked he did a cool it was like front blunt to shove it 
he's like going on a barrier and then shove it over the other yes. side down into a embankment. He had a yeah. few tricks at that yeah. spot that looked really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His ender, his ender trick was on that spot where he did like, uh, like front side nose, one side transfer over, come in front side down in the bank, and then like he's skating away and he just looks over his shoulder. Look, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all stoked. Yeah, super good. Love that part. One of my favorite parts in the video. And again, if you look at the cadence of the video so far, it it really is going like street skater, vert skater, street skater, vert skater. Yeah. Like, Street part, vert part, street part, vert part. Speaking of yeah, vert speaking part. of vert parts, here we go. Andy McDonald. <laughs> I need to know all about your you have the coolest intro. So how did this concept come about? What's happening here? Who's calling you? Why do you have a fireman's pole in your house? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I bought my first house in Point Loma in the beginning of 1998 and moved in with Preston and Rhino. And the the prerequisite for getting a house i told my realtor i only want to see three you know two stories and bigger houses uh, because i want to put a fire pole in uh-huh. and, okay and, like she thought that i wasn't serious and the first house she like we get in the car and we're going to go look at houses and the first car we pulled up the first house we pulled up to was a one-story house and i didn't even get out of the car and she's like come on let's go look at it and i'm like no i want a fire pole like, <laughs> she's like you're serious i'm like i'm dead serious only show me houses that can accommodate me you know mm-hmm. so Incredible. we ended up finding that house and one of the things i liked about it is that not only did it have two stories it had this back section had three stories and there was kind of a small room office of, that sat above like a two-story high atrium so wow. when i eventually bought that house and cut a hole in the floor it was like a 36 foot long fire pole wow <laughs> so it's shit. like a two two-story pole it's like a two-story fire pole yeah yeah wow um, it was it was long enough that we couldn't get one pole to go the whole length and i had to and i had to get two poles and and weld them together wow and then, wow and, and then like paint up the pole like it was a brass pole or whatever <laughs> That, the fire that was the first thing like i i really spent money on like when i when i when i got a house i i, I installed a fire pole and i bought a an olympic size trampoline for the backyard both wow. of them are in use in this part yeah yeah yep. <laughs> okay so like what why why did you want the fire pole so bad is it just something you always wanted as a, as a kid or like yeah i guess just like yeah just stupid you know yeah kid, like, i mean i love it yeah i just you yeah. know fastest easiest way out the out the door (laughs) literally like i would i would i mean that was my my up there on the third floor was my bedroom and off the bedroom was my office and you know again i'm dating myself but like there's a fax machine there's like yeah and so i would i'd get up and do emails and do the work i needed to do and then i would slide down the fire pole and right outside the atrium area where the fire pole lands is the garage door so it just run out the garage out the door pads and everything are in the garage and out the door to skate it's amazing you've got the slalom cones set up here (laughs) yeah super cool so i don't know how that that, all that concept came together but it was just like i want to do some stuff on the on the trampoline and we'll you know do some fun like shoot the first shot is like from outside the hedge where you just like are seeing me bounce above this like you know 10 foot high eugenia bush Mm-hmm. And I'm sure my neighbors would see you all the time. I could <laughs> yeah. see me bouncing up like, but there was a, on the second story, there was one of the bedrooms had a, a deck that overlooked the trampoline. And the fun story about that is I, I just 
I must have bought the house in the spring because we had a housewarming party the weekend before the X Games, and the X Games were in San Diego that year. Okay. So I had bought the trampoline and set it up for that party. I invited everybody over housewarming party and and um I got a bunch of Tupperware and pots and pans and whatnot from like George Powell gave me the really nice <laughs> set and oh, that's cool. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um and then Tony Tony Hawk and I are out, out on the back deck watching people bounce on the trampoline and it's an Olympic sized trampoline. So it's seven by 14 and it's got a big red X in the middle of it. And it looks like a helicopter landing pad when you're looking from one story up, looking down at it. And it just like begs you to try and jump on it <laughs> from the, the deck. And I'm looking down, I'm like, Tony, you think I got it? You think I can, you know, jump over this railing right here and land on the trampoline? He's like, dude, we got to skate doubles next week. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> snap your leg off like no and all all i remember is him just going no don't do it as i'm hopping over the rail like (laughs) going for it and sure enough one bounce on the trampoline next bounce whoa straight into the middle of the yard like oh no shoulders into the grass like off the edge wow i didn't get hurt but he was just like shaking his head just like told you idiot yeah (laughs) so when you you jump up and grab the the railing did, was that real or did you were you grabbing the railing and you hopped down and then they played it in reverse some editing no, trick no, that's or real that's is that, it real that, that way was the safe way you could bounce up to the railing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was the safer way to do it jumping from the railing down onto the trampoline was sketchy backwards yeah, yeah. that makes sense uh, yeah i mean i tried to land like it's it's just that you have to jump out in order to, to land in the middle of the trampoline mm-hmm. and so you have a trajectory that's going to bounce you the same direction you're going right you know? right so it, It'd be hard to jump out and then land and go straight up and down again. Yeah. But but when you're when you're bouncing straight up and down on the trampoline and then you and change your trajectory toward the ledge toward right. the the railing, you could just pretty safely jump up, land on the railing, flip over, and so we came up with that concept like, hey, let's you know like the phone's ringing <laughs> and you're bouncing and then you just like so you bounce up, flip over, and then we're like, how are we gonna make it so the phone's ringing? Like like you know we'll we'll put the sound in, but like yeah. And so when, when you see the shot of the fax machine and the phone's like, like ringing off the hook and it's like vibrating yeah. I'm underneath it. my desk, like hammering up. Like- oh, they- <laughs> nice. Powell magic. That's great. Yeah. The there shot. you go. Powell yeah. magic right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you said P-Stone filmed this with you? Uh, I think this was wing or dog. Oh, okay. Uh, came to my house that day. Pisan shot a lot of the a lot of the skate footage, but I think Winger Dog shot the this like in film stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So who's on the phone? Animal Chin called. Said, yeah, we they're need, like we need he's you. Like sessions on, dude. Let's go. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> and I like the song here, the theme song from the SWAT old seventies. I guess it's the seventies TV show SWAT. It's cool, cool. Yeah, track. that's like part of the like that was just I didn't have a say in that. That was like part it just of the showed up. Yeah, yeah it just showed up when i went to the premiere i was like oh cool like mm-hmm. you know that was just like the fun happy transition intro song and then it goes to the police song that i like when the when the skating starts it mm-hmm. clicks to the police song that i picked nice which was basically like i want to i'm big into reggae I was, i've always been big into reggae but i don't have a re- like everyone was always like andy you don't smoke enough weed to listen to as much <laughs> reggae as you listen to like, <laughs> You listen to a lot of reggae for somebody who don't smoke weed. <laughs> so police is like rock and roll, but very. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, influenced. Yeah. yeah. So you're down the pole, then you're out the door. 
hitting the slalom cones. And then right to Woodward. You're at Woodward. Straight to Woodward. Yeah. Yeah. You've um, got one run here where there's no setup tricks. It's just flip, flip, you know, like all these crazy nolly flips, varial flips. How do you begin to string all those types of tricks together? You just start with two and then just try to keep adding to it. Yeah. I mean, th this was at a time when like flip tricks weren't, I mean, I adopted flip tricks fairly early on, you know, like mm -hmm. I learned my first kickflip bindi was in 1992 when I was still in high school. Wow. And and then when I came out to California, I invented nollie frontside heel flips um, and a lot of all, a lot of other nollie variations. And that was like kind of my thing that I could put more than one or two flip tricks together in a line. Uh, and I was winning contests because of it around that, around that. Yeah, time. It's like 10, then, 10 walls in a row or something. It's yeah. crazy. Um, Amazing. So it just became to me like, all one trick like you do your flip trick and you have to have it dialed enough so that you when you slap the board back to your feet your feet are ready to do the next flip trick mm -hmm. so you're not like putting out cigarettes across the flat bottom yeah 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 like and it just became like all one trick can you do this flip trick into that flip trick into that flip trick and then for a video part can you do them all in a row you know mm -hmm. yeah super good i like your front foot impossible super rad yeah, that was that was a uh, Danny Way inspired. Danny Way did that one first in like an old A Street video. Yeah, uh, and I would do that for like best trick contests or whatever. Didn't I haven't done too many of those. <laughs> yeah, super good. Gets away from me. But it was a fun one. It was that in the slow mo section. Yeah, it's, I think it was maybe one of the last tricks in your part yeah, that we shot on film. That was mm -hmm. one of those ones where like the 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 video camera the the film camera is going. <laughs> yeah, you get one try. You better make it yeah that vert ramp at woodward is just ungodly huge like it's how long was that thing yeah it was over 100 foot i think it was like 110 feet we used to call it the titanic because oh it was like a steel yeah uh, and yeah that was that was the go-to you know like the the development of woodward always had a good vert yeah. ramp skate. and then the indoor vert ramp uh it's funny now because that that vert ramp you know for its day was like that was the ramp mm -hmm. um but it was only like probably 10 foot transitions with a foot and a half of vert or something. Mm. And now that ramp's cut down to like just 10 feet or nine and a half feet or something. And it's like, mm. they call it the mini vert. And okay. that's what you learn how to drop in on and stuff. Yeah. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> and then, and then over in a different indoor building is the real vert ramp with 11 foot transitions. So, it's crazy to see Woodward now. Cause you know, when we were there in 1989, it was a vert ramp and then like a tennis court with like three launch ramps in it. Yeah. Was it and a rail yep. slide bar. It was, the, it was the vert ramp and the outdoor street. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. So and it was crazy. all steel. Yep. Which was perfect because when the thunderstorms come down Penn's Valley, you can just squeeze you off the ramps and yeah. it, would, it would, it would rain and then you'd be skating again, you know, half hour later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This ramp reminds me of like a, raging waters or something like that you know back in the day just this big long endless didn't yeah didn't, there was enough there was enough room that you could they could really experiment with like it was one of the first channels was like a you know, over oversized channel like a six foot wide channel yeah or a four yeah. foot wide channel and it had an elevated roll into it mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of a new thing uh that that's a uh, hurricane ramp in texas was the first to do that have an elevated ramp or uh, elevated roll in Mm -hmm. um, but then it had uh the section like the they call it the the taco bell where it was like yeah yeah but the uh, top on the yeah yeah it yeah. was crazy yeah um and then there so 
Yeah, and in my part, I did like tail slide on the Taco Bell and Alley Smith grind on the Taco Bell. And then uh, the extension part where there's like a death box. Essentially. Oh, yeah, it's just the coping. Yeah. 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 Just the coping that, that, that connects to extensions. Um, and that was incorporated uh, into the Encinitas ramp as well. One end of the Encinitas ramp has a, a death box like that. Mm -hmm. So you've seen Woodward through tons of transitions every variant landscape every, every, yeah. every iteration every iteration <laughs> of it yeah woodward yeah. avenue and they just recently like um in the past like five years got rid of the last ramp that i built like, right there was like this wedge ramp on woodward avenue that that i built one summer and it was still there i was like i can't believe that thing's still standing it's <laughs> just like <laughs> over winter after winter after winter it was just like wedge to wedge and um like a wedge hip and it was uh you know covered in steel and it was just like all built with uh pressure treated lumber and it just like would last through the elements forever and i was just like finally one year i showed up and it was gone i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was glad i was like <laughs> way too long yeah that's cool though man how did you start experimenting your last trick? So you fly off the vert across that flat bar and then down into the street course into that bank. Oh uh, yeah. That was like the, that big steep bank ramp that, that I would landed in. That was my opening trick too. I think I did a kick the melon. Yeah. Yep. Ended in that. So that was just like a fun transfer because you could ride across the whole street course and go both ways. You could ollie off the bank into the vert ramp mm -hmm. and off the vert ramp into the bank. So I knew like, okay, time to fill in part. I knew I wanted to do the kickflip melon. And then in that same session, uh, toward the end of that session, I was like, there's gotta be something else into this bank. Like, what can I, well, how can I get creative with like another flip trick or whatever? And I don't know what made me <laughs> think like, Hey, let's drag a flat bar up here. But we, because there was that box on top of the bank, it worked that we could put a flat bar and, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just was like looking for something different and special and, and having skated the stuff like out on the uh, Titanic ramp, that death box type thing. Mm -hmm. I was kind of used to like flying up and, and, you know, elevated at the time there was like the Encinitas ramp had one of those bird perches where you fly up and grind like on a kind of a ledge above the ramp, you know, mm -hmm. it's like people were experimenting with that kind of stuff. Like in this video, earlier in this video, there's the, you know, they drag the bench over to the edge of the vert ramp and Cab and Giorgio are skating on the mm -hmm. on the bench. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, drag whatever you can up to the edge of the vert ramp. And, and th in this case, I drove it to the, the edge corner of the vert ramp and was able to fly out and get a quick 50-50 grind and fly yeah. into the... I just remember it taking a lot of tries and my quads hurting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's super sick. That's a big drop too, up from the the vert down to that bank. It's yeah. yeah. So like the first the first few tries, I would just I was scared to get onto the bar, and I would go in, I would go too fast, and I would like just basically like overshoot and just like fly off the edge of a vert ramp. And so you get to fly up to the bar. So I'm like, you know, four foot air off the side of a twelve foot high vert ramp, and then land toward the bottom of the the bank and just uh, just like, yeah, too low of a landing on the yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah. Like impressing myself. Yeah, super great. So how does this, of all your video parts, does this one rank in there for you? Is this a super good one for you looking back on it? Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. And just it, it captures that that moment in time. Like uh, when I watched it again the other day, I was like, yeah, that's that's about it. That's the that's the tricks that I was doing. And 
I mean, I don't think I'd remember anyways. I hit my head way too much to like <laughs> yeah. remember like, oh, I used to do this trick. I didn't have that in there. Like mm-hmm. um, there's there's stuff from like Marseille. You know, we used to go to Europe in the summertime yeah. and there's some tricks in there. Um, but it all kind of, honestly kind of all blends together because I was shooting for, like I said, like I was always shooting. So I was shooting for other videos at the time and, and you know, whatever footage you had when the company said we need footage, is that's the footage they got. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to ask if that was Marseille. If that was that that outdoor park with it's all graffitied up, yeah, yeah, that's we Marseille. Skate Marseille every summer. Yeah. That was like legendary. Cardiel did his famous uh, whatever Three, it was. Three, yeah, Backside yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. And that's Belmar's bowl that you have in that section too, right? Is that Belmar's? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Kelly Belmar's. That was that was before they started building lots of cement skate parks. That was like um, Screaming Squeegees guys, Chicken and Kelly yeah. Belmar. Yeah. Huntington Beach. Sick. Yeah, great part. Love it. Absolutely. All right, last up, Steve Caballero. They gave Cab the ender, and he starts out with an Evil Knievel quote while he's taking some slams, and I did not enjoy seeing Steve Caballero slam. I was like, please, <laughs> Cab, settle down, buddy. <laughs> yeah, then, he had uh, some good ones at the time. Skating Street. Street Cab took some dingers. Yeah. That that, that one on the handrail where the, he, he's like jump ramps up to the handrail and slides to double kink. And at the top of the second kink, he just, wah, just tosses himself to the bottom of the set. Yeah. It wasn't in a Powell video. It was in one of his other videos, but street cab took some slams. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. Good for him for just constantly, you know, pushing his skateboarding in, in whatever direction it took him, you know? Yeah. We've been discussing the evolution of street cab, you know, cause he's kind of the thread between all these videos that he's the only from the beginning that we've talked about. So we've talked about Caballero so much on the show, but it's cool to see his intro. So he's got an evil Knievel toy collection. He, he dedicates the part to evil Knievel. It's pretty cool. It's amazing what a uh, important man evil Knievel was. To yeah. Somebody. He's really giving it up for EK here. But it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. even just cab. It's like so many people that, that were, he was like the first dude to like, just in mainstream, just push yeah. himself to this in, insane level. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was, when I, I'm, cab's got a few years on me. So when Evil Knievel was at his heyday, I was little. Mm-hmm. And, and I got the Evil Knievel jump set where you like put him on his motorcycle. It's like mm-hmm. the Evil Knievel doll. Crank, him up. Yeah. crank yeah. it up. Yeah. And we were always just like, setting it up on like our library books or whatever at the top of the stairs, like just, whoa, just saying like evil can do it. He'll make yeah. it. He's evil. You know, like, yeah, he was just like the guy he was, he yeah. could do it. And as I, as I got older and I heard, hear actual stories about like him knowing full well that he, his motorcycle wasn't fast enough to make the jump. But <laughs> Wembley arena is already sold out and it's, you, know, you gotta it's go. To you jump, gotta do it. Let's yeah. jump 15 yeah. buses. And he knows full well that his Harley can only jump 13. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to go for it anyways. And sure enough, he lands on the 13 bus and yeah. goes down the ramp. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, well, the people paid to see it. So yeah. he was just like that guy. He's just like, yeah, I'm going for it. But it crosses so many genres, like Matt Hoffman, you know, famous oh, yeah. Mexer, sure. famously. He was the know. first daredevil, right? Like yeah. he's not, mm-hmm. a stuntman is calculated. A stuntman tries to do whatever it is, whatever the skill is, whatever the stunt is as safely as he possibly can. So there's math involved and there's pads and whatever, however you can do it as safely as you possibly can. It's still dangerous. It's still a stunt, but a daredevil just is 
off the he's, cuff. He's Daredevil it. just goes, yeah, I think I got it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it looks like I could probably get that far or like whatever, do that, do this thing. And, and that's, that's what really resonated with people like Matt Hoffman and, and Steve Cavallaro skateboarders. were just like, we don't have, we're, we're not stuntmen. We, there's no pads. There's like, you just go, I think I have to go this fast to jump from here to there, to jump yeah. down 14 steps. And if I don't do it, I just got to crash and burn, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the epitome of evil Knievel. For sure. Especially in the days before there was, you know, resi and foam right. pits and, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was like, throw it and hope for the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> But uh, I thought we'd get some more vert with Cab since we saw a little bit in the beginning here. But this is all, I think there's maybe one mini ramp trick, but it's all all street cab here. And his part starts at Derby Park, launching out into the parking lot, yeah. which made me think this is the first time we've seen Derby Park in a Powell video since Future Primitive. Yep. Kind of cool. Since the, since the uh, car, jumping on cars. Exactly. And his daughter, Kayla, has got a little cameo here. She's not even a year old. She's like yeah. standing up on the skateboard. That was crazy yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. I remember a 411 with Cab. It was like a, you know, those at home with whoever there was a 411 with him that must have just come out a year or so after this. And Kayla was super small. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. Time, <laughs> time flies. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the handrail ender here super i didn't count the yeah. stairs but that's got to be like 20 stairs or something it looks like this yeah. is this is seriously i mean it's he's got some big gaps in this part some huge rails and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm impressed with cabs front side board slides front side board slides on rails yeah just like full commitment jump up and just sit on it with rails yeah like, he's got rails <laughs> hand rails with rails yeah <laughs> rails with rails yeah. he was keeping the rail yeah. thing alive yeah dude yeah yep pretty sick super great part to end the video and then we technically during the credits we've got the, a classic powell slam section here it's like all slams and bales and some b-roll yeah and uh and also a good uh uh special song yep a little uh uk ska band mm-hmm. and cab was on stage with blink 182 playing bass yeah, that's during yeah, a, warp a, tour. a warp tour. Yeah. And then you've gotten caught the last clip here. You're riding horseback at Woodward. T- oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I had no memory of that at all. Uh-huh. Um, that's from a, that's from a, um, so, you know, because you're a Woodward in 1990, every year you would come back to Woodward, it would be bigger. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they would add more ramps. They bought the farm next door. Another building built up. Yeah. It's like, and so each each year they would make it bigger and bigger. One year I got the idea like, hey, I want to skate. I want to start at the t-. and the whole the whole all of Woodward is built on a hill. It's like on, like basically a mountainside. So you can start at the top of Woodward and skate all the way down to the front office. And so mm-hmm. I got the idea like, hey, Preston, follow footage. I'm going to skate everything. I'm going to touch every ramp from here all the way down to the bottom of camp. And then the next year we tried again. And the next year I tried again. I remember like it got to be like, it was like a 15 minute line. Mm. And, and it was like, <clears throat> we would do them for the, uh, they Woodward would do a video called colony of summer every year. And we'd do them and they'd, they'd put it in the colony of summer videos or whatever. So it's literally like, okay, here we go. And like, Hey Andy, I'm up to the top street course at the very top, like where the old tennis courts were. If you know Woodward at all, like lot eight, now it's called the, it's called the cage. And 
hey, Andy, you got to call the main office, you know, and like, or somebody comes over the walkie talkie. All right, be right there. And I like start skating all through camp. Mm-hmm. And the one of the first times we went to film it, I'm like 10 minutes, 13 minutes into the line. And I'm skating in between buildings because like, it, it was like, not like you can't get off your board. Like I'd get off my board, run up the stairs to the vert ramp, drop in, McTwist, ride down, ride over the neck, transfer to this one, skate across the street course, whatever. And I'm skating in between buildings and I and there's a little ledge to get into the building and I don't ollie high enough and I hang up and slam oh, no. just ollieing in between buildings oh, I've for like 10 minutes without falling I'm like ah <laughs> we gotta go start again yeah back up to the top and uh that that horse section that they use at the end of the pal video is at the end of the, one of those skate through the whole park videos I skate all the way down to the end of uh you know skate everything through all of Woodward and they have a horse that are waiting for me. And I jump on the horse. I'm like, hey, see you next year. And I gallop off into the sunset. That's nice. cool, man. So is that clip of you going through the whole thing in one of those videos? It's in, in one of those colony? colonial summer videos. Yeah. There's I think there's a there's a YouTube bit clip of it. Um, okay. I gotta find that. I wanna I wanna check yeah. that out. I, I I did a I probably on my on my YouTube channel that I don't even look at anymore, I did voiceover or like captioned it like while i skated through it like this is this and this is this and whatever okay we got into it it. like one year i did it there's a a, you know where the pond is Mm -hmm. bottom of camp so i skated the whole thing this is when dave meddy was filming me and dave's all into doing skits and whatever he's like okay so you get down you skate the whole camp and it's 15 minutes of skating and then you run down to the pond and there's a a stand-up paddleboard waiting for you and you jump onto the sandal battle board and you take your board and you use that as a paddle. <laughs> paddle across the pond. And when you get to the other side of the pond, there's a horse and you jump on the horse and you ride off. <laughs> Just like show, you know, show everything you can do at Woodward in one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good fun. Yeah. All right. That's, that's Powell magic. There Powell magic. For the history books. That was, that was fun. You guys, thanks for taking me through it again. Oh man. Madness. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to mention real quick. So it's out of print now, but at some point magic was on DVD and there's some cool bonus features. The, the slow-mo part that we talked about, the slow-mo footage, there's a, uh, some of Chris Borst uh, yeah. was in that part. Oh, is so that where right? Did, what is cool. Chris's? So we see him, you know, we see him in animal chain in public domain. He disappears for 15 years and then he's <laughs> in strip mall heroes. And then he was like gone again. Do you know real quick, like the Chris Borst story? He's, he's, he's always, I mean, he, he was on the team for sure. Like team member when I got on, mm-hmm. but, it, but again, like we had so many vert guys, it was just like, um, and Chris kept getting hurt to this day. Chris still skates vert and still smashes himself. Like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I got to get my shoulder surgery done again and whatever. Like, so Chris lives in Oceanside. He's got a vert ramp in his backyard mm-hmm. um, and he shapes surfboards. Um, That's great. He's got a, a CNC machine that he, he's got a business shaping surfboards. Oh, that's um, cool. And he's got a son that skates right down the street. He, he lives right down the street from the Oceanside skate park. Okay. So he's got a son that rips and um, every once in a while, I'll see him at the Oceanside skate park, but he's always had that relationship with skate one and Powell mm-hmm. and yeah, was, was there in the, you know, <laughs> the animal chin videos and then yeah. came back and was skating again. And then we get hurt and he's always been back and forth as long as he's healthy he was, he was ripping so yeah that's cool they, they show him do the mctwists in you know in slow-mo and it's just like looks like he just had that forever the mctwist because he was the first yeah. amateur to ever do a mctwist 
Yeah, yeah, super good McTwist too, like all flipped yeah. upside down. Yeah, upside down. Yeah, good, good McTwist, good frontside inverts and eggplants. Yeah, Both. and crook, crooked cops. Crooked cops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when I first got on Powell, me and Borst and Giorgio's and Tony went to shoot uh, a video, like a commercial in Tokyo, in Japan. Oh, wow. It was my first trip to Japan, and the, and the three of us went. That's awesome. Uh, and Borst was part of the deal, yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right, thank you so much, Andy, for taking the time to join us today to talk about magic. And man, you had some great commentary on everybody and some behind yeah. the scenes stories, super great. We're so thankful. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Peace. See ya. And there goes Andy back to the green room. And usually, you know, I would say they're off to grab at some red vines. But, you know, we say that jokingly, but I'm sure Andy's had his fill of red vines because he was actually sponsored by red vines at one point. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a cool spot. I wish else. I had a red vine sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have red vines over Red Bull. There you go. Yeah. You know, man, that was that was sick though, right? Yeah, that was Andy awesome. Mack. Yeah, I always stoked to talk to Andy. Yeah. Yeah. My what? son was my son was excited because he, uh, you know, he he Andy Mandy Mac had a video game. Okay. Named after him once upon a time, and uh, George I told my, knew I, the game. George knew. Yeah, I told him, and he's like, "Whoa!" He was that's, psyched. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I want to talk about the term Powell magic for a minute. Because, you know, we, you know, this, the namesake of this video was named after a term that someone coined at some point calling Powell magic. And I always heard it from like naysayers trying to make fun of Powell videos in a way like they try to do some tricky editing to make like a bail look like a, a make or something like that. Right. And that always kind of, if you, I always thought it should be called Santa Cruz magic. Cause if you watch wheels of fire, there's some serious uh trickery going with bales looking like makes in that video so <laughs> I, I i think it should be called santa cruz magic but it was interesting to hear andy saying no the powell magic is to make you know just try to be creative with the filming or make it look mm -hmm. more cinematic yeah do interesting camera work and to kind of you know it's give it's kind of all those things i guess yeah really. yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah you know you could you could go back to when we talked to robert and he was talking about his Robert Kittle talking about his creations to do the, you know, the 540, mm -hmm. the spinning camera and all that. I always, I always thought of it more like less like, yeah, I guess bales, you know, being kind of shown as makes, but like, yeah, like two tricks being cobbled together that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a, a different angle. Yeah. That kind of thing. Or um, like, especially noticeable in, in band this during like the Steve size Saito, Eric Sanderson, like the grind noises and the yeah, the sound the effect, the tail, you know, clacks yeah. and the Frankie Hill, like the four wheels clicking when he hits the ground, and mm -hmm. like that's kind of what I always on, yeah, that's shot on yeah. film when there's no audio, so they kind of dub in some sounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but I guess it's just anything that Powell did to make a video more, uh, I don't know, whatever, being more creative or, or yeah, yeah, creative filmmaking or whatever. Powell magic. Yeah, dude, I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of it, you know. There's mm -hmm. a lot of examples of it where it's just like that. That just wasn't exactly what happened mm -hmm. to some degree or another, but it still yeah. works, you know. Yeah. And also, did we we 
kind of when we talked at the beginning of the show, we did kind of mention, I kind of questioned the numbering of the videos. We talked about that yeah. for a second, right? Okay. So I'm looking at it, the, the list now. So, you know, the most famous blooper that we're aware of, you know, banned this should have been five, but they named it six and for whatever, but we'll, we'll go back to the video eight. So this is where my thinking kind of got screwed up. We'll, we'll get there. So eight is named eight because it's the eighth video. Or so it says, if you're, if, if ban this is six, you know, propaganda set, you know, so we're starting sure. there. Celebrity Tropical Fish, nine. Hot Batch, 10. Chaos, 11. This is where a little bit of confusion come in. So the next video play is video 12, but in the opening credits, it says Bones Brigade video 14. 14. Yeah, so that's where wow. some trouble is. And I think we mentioned that to uh, Jim Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He was on that episode and he's just like, oh, whatever. It doesn't we matter. Just, yeah. 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 So then I thought maybe that the ones following that were, you know, you know, they would go just jump to 15 or whatever, but sure. they, they kind of course corrected. So Suburban okay. Diners, 13, Scenic Drive, 14, Strip Mall Heroes, 15. Wait, so Mac there's two, there's two videos named video 14 well on you know no so play is 12 and then they made suburban diners 13 even though the opening credit says 14 like they acknowledge oh i see like, what you're saying yeah gotcha, so gotcha. they acknowledged like oh that okay. was a mistake you know so the next video okay. will be 13 yeah okay okay yeah so strip mall heroes and magic right on the covers tell you the number and those are correct so okay yeah so my confusion was coming from this play where it's mm. actually 12, but the credits in the right in the like beginning of the video says Bones Brigade video 15 or 14, excuse me. So, okay. So there's a quick numbering. Uh, <laughs> sure. I don't know what you would call it, but you know, these things are important to me. You got to give these, they are a proper catalog number, you know? Yeah. 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 And now that I I'm mean, thinking about it, I don't know if they give play a number or excuse me, not play fun that's, you know, mm. coming down. I'll have to. I haven't yeah. jumped ahead to look at that one yet. Uh, that's like yeah, 10 more years down the road here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just some more nonsense to throw at you guys. It's good stuff though. Yeah. All right, Matt, we got a mailbag this week or what's going on over there? We do. Let's read it. All right. Hit it. And now the Bones Brigade audio show mailbag. <laughs> All right, we got a few coming in from uh, the last couple of episodes. Actually, the last one uh, being the Skate TV episode. We have that was a some, hit. Had some correspondence come in from that Skate TV episode two. Uh, we have Natalie A. and uh, listening to the Skate TV files episode right now. And so far, y'all are killing it. Here's a few notes. I had a Powell head gasket. They were giving them away at a demo that wasn't Powell. And I also remember. Reading after that, someone roasting them, possibly novice, about taking a cool DIY thing and manufacturing and marketing it. I think the spot with all the stairs that the LA boys skate is now the Church of Scientology building. I definitely used to draw the shape of the board and cut the grip out method in the 80s. Ah. Also, yeah. Yeah. Also in my area, we didn't have a shop and we go to Champ Sports and buy Powell die cut grip tape and just rig it to whatever board we had. Uh, so I think the Wicked Twister was just a skate TV or a tape thing, which sounds 
Yeah. Like it could be plausible. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode of Hawk versus Wolf where Tony and someone else call it the fakey 720 burl twirl. Some <laughs> of that might be wrong, but it was definitely some kind of burl twirl. I think they might have been roasting Mike a bit. <laughs> also in the LA boys section, I don't know. I didn't know his name was Guy. I thought they were using Guy like dude or man. Hey, man, let's go skate. Oh, yeah, I get it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, they meant early on, they didn't realize that it was name guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just like saying, hey, dude, but they're saying, hey, guy. Hey, 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 guy. guy. Okay. I was going to mention head gaskets. So yeah. I don't think they were just ripping apart t-shirts to sell sleeves. I think they were getting, you know, like misprinted t-shirts or seconds or, you know, I don't mm. think they would just waste the, <laughs> waste the t-shirt. So I think they were like, okay, we got all these messed up blem t-shirts. Uh, how can we milk some money off this? Oh, we'll rip the sleeves off and sell the sleeve for five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Put yeah. everything to use. Yeah. Well, and they also did the thing where they would take the uh, misprinted shirts and just screen like a bunch of other random crap all over it and sell them as like the Oliver, whatever, you know, yeah. those Oliver print shirts or whatever. Yeah, those are cool. I have one those of those. Those were awesome. Yeah. yeah. But funny story about Champ Sports. So I remember in my mall, Chesterfield Mall, Keen listeners will know that mall from my tale of meeting Ray Barbie's girlfriend. That's right. But there was a Champ Sports there. And one time I went in there and I got... I was in need of a deck and I needed one quick and they had a little tiny wall of skateboard stuff and it was all vision. It was just the yes. stuff at all. I was going to had like in. some vision blurs and they had some, yeah, you know, some, and they had like a, just a, a few boards. It was, they were all, if I remember right, I don't remember anything other than Gon's face boards, just, mm -hmm. you know, 80, 87, 88, you know, overstock Gon's face boards. And I bought one. Wow. Uh, and it wasn't complete. You know, it was just the deck. And I'm walking through the mall. And this mall was notorious for kicking skaters out. If you had your board, they always made you put it in a locker mm. or take it out. And they didn't want any, any skateboards in the mall. So I'm walking through the mall holding this deck that I had just purchased from Just Champs the board. deck only. In the mall. Yeah. And this these two mall security guards come up and they're like, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> they tried to kick me out you're like i just bought this i like i just bought this at champ sports five minutes ago and you're telling me i have to leave the mall they're like let's see your receipt and i showed them the receipt and they're like well just make sure you know you know you understand you can't be in here with the skateboard i'm like no you understand motherfucker like this <laughs> you work at a mall that sells skateboards you're gonna have to deal with it yeah yeah you know what like, i mean like yeah buying merchandise and you're yeah. kicking me out for spending yeah so That's they backed crazy. down, but yeah, I, I got tossed out of that mall a bunch for like, you know, we'd skate up there and it's like, we don't want to just like leave our boards outside or throw them in a bush and hope for the best or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my champ sports story. And I often think about that wall of, you know, that little rack of like 10 or 12, you know, green stain Mark Gonzalez boards that they had for whatever, 40 bucks each. Yeah. Wow. Just buy them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the champs in one of my local malls, them having, do you remember the when they had the Vision Streetwear logo vision boards? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah they that was kind of like kind like of team board kind tilted kind of. Kinda, yeah, they had those as completes. Oh, but you I, know what else this place had? Boneyards. 
They had vision boneyards oh, and they wow. had yeah, gonzes. Yeah, yeah wow, I remember that okay. now. Yeah, right. yeah. Now that you mentioned that, because I remember they had like the, mm-hmm. that was sort of another like vision, just sort of team board. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. That was all I just remember yeah. them having. And they were, oh, you'd walk by and they were like up against the, like the storefront window kind of thing, like sitting in the window. So if yeah, you- they just had this tiny little half of a wall that was like skate stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I just remember those anything. completes. I think they even came in a like a box with like a like a window, like part of the cardboard box cut out so you could see the board in it. Oh, like a thing. like something you get at like a Walmart, like a Veriflex yeah. would be mm-hmm. like an come in a box. Yeah. How funny. I don't think I ever saw that. No, these were like legit just on a rack, you know. <laughs> anyway, good times. Um, yeah. So we have Slider, our friend Slider, and he writes in, man, that VCR debacle. <laughs> that was yeah. oh man he says by the way you can test vcr and dvd players at goodwill they have power outlets and you can just pull a vhs or a dvd off their shelves i picked pick up vcrs for six dollars and flip them for 35 to 80 on ebay the best workhorse is the panasonic forehead wow so there you go yeah i could do some flippage for any of you looking to make a quick buck you know might have to get go. into that racket check out some vcrs all right, Alex D. He writes, I cannot thank you enough for the Skate TV episodes. I've been obsessed with this show since it originally aired and still have them on VHS. I lived for this show every Sunday. I'm so happy I got to tell Gabriel how much this segment meant to me before he passed. So that's pretty nice. That's cool. Yeah, that LA Boys segment in there. People love it. Yeah. And, you know, serendipitous that they came out every Sunday. Our show comes out every other Sunday. Oh yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah, I didn't even. They think had about a mailbag. Where have we have a mailbag? Wow, we're just in tune with Skate TV. That's it. Yeah. All right, we have Doozer K, and he writes: Skate TV was a life changer as a skate rat, bringing skate culture right into your household. I told Stacy Peralta we need Skate TV back. Oh wow! Let us know what Stacy's answer was. That would be uh, yeah interesting. He probably Stacy was probably into it. I bet Stacy would do skate TV again. Let's bring it Now's back. Now's the time. Yeah, let's bring it back. Like, you could do skate TV again. You know, we always talk about how you couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. You could do it again now. But you could do it again now. Of course, yeah. it's going to get lost in the white noise of 10 billion skate parts coming out every single minute. But yeah. And we had the, the Fuel Channel a few years ago, probably That's had right. similar shows or whatever. Yeah, Ride Channel kind of had some stuff similar to that too. Mm-hmm. Day in the life type. Yeah, yeah day in the life. Yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah, was... does a day in the life. All every company's yeah. putting. Those I love out. that. I gotta tell you, I'm a sucker for that stuff, dude. Yeah, I, I love, love those, to see that. I stuff. love those day in the life videos. Yeah. Ride has a cool. I mean, they haven't done anything in a while. Ride Channel kind of. I don't know what's going on with them, but yeah, pewtered out. They had a series. It's just called like Skate, like Skate, and then like the name of the city or okay. whatever. It's like so it's like skate brisbane with whoever or skate miami with this guy and and it's like they would go to this place for like a day and hang out with this dude and you know they go to all the shops and skate and see all the spots and everything it's rad i love those and they went all over the place thailand and vietnam and oh anyway check it out yeah you can find them on on the on the youtube anyhow same day skate writes i recorded this episode on vhs and watched it over and over the la boys clip got me so stoked on skating when i was a little kid i couldn't believe how good guy was at such a young age skate tv forever 
Nice, man. People love skate TV. That's so cool. And they love that segment. Yeah. That That seems to be the one that stands out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, that those guys are uh, their own. They're their own thing within skateboarding and certainly within Palparelta lore. So, yeah. And like I think we said, you know, there's just a small window of time, you know, post band this and yeah. You know, we kind of joked, you know, the day after they filmed that segment, you know, (laughs) Gons and Jade Lee pulled up and was just like, hey, hop in the Cadillac, you know, and they were off to blind, you know. But yeah, for real. I mean, that's probably, like I said, that's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have been much more than a couple months at the most. For sure. You know? Yeah. That's it, man. That's That's the the mailbag. All right. If you would like to send us an email to be read on a future show, we would love that. And the easiest way to get that to us is to go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com, click on our contact page, and you can just type in your message and we will receive it. So that is that. Yeah. So everyone go watch Magic. There's a few bootlegs on YouTube or head over to skateone.com and uh, grab that digital download to get the best quality you can. So that's about it. Matt, anything else to toss in here? Oh man, I'm I'm blown away. Another another banger episode. Yeah, another one in the in the books. And um some good ones yeah. coming up too. Got some really good ones coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I think Solid. this is the year we're just gonna every crazy idea we're just that we've had that we were kind of saving in the reserves. Yeah. Like, let's just get yeah. it out. Let's let's blow this thing yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, we've had a few of those come to fruition already, but mm-hmm. there's definitely like yeah, there's some wild ones coming up it'll be fun <laughs> yeah all right we'll be back soon with another episode but until then i'm larry and i'm matt reminding you to never stop searching for chin have a great night